Mama, unleash the Kraken and shave my pubes. This is Chad Kroger coming in with the Going Deep with Chad and JT podcast. Guys, before we begin, I remind you once again that we are brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped, thank you so much for keeping our trims pubed, for looking after our hogs, for making sure that our dongs are looking fresh and clean because, guys, I mean, what are pubes? What are pubes? They are the personification of tea around your dong. And, you know, in, this, in our society, you know, you got you to gotta have tea levels, but you can't let them go overboard. You know, you got to keep them in check. Make sure you're motivated. Make sure you're strong. Make sure you're squatting a lot, but you're not getting too aggro and starting fights at Sharky's. So make sure you guys hit up Manscaped to keep that tea in check. Uh, use code GoDeepWW at Manscaped.com. And I'm here with my compadre, Jean Thomas. What up? Boom, clap, stokers. And we're here with uh, Strider Wilson. What up, legends, dude? Fired up to be back, dude. Feels yeah, good, it's dude. long overdue, my Legends, friend. dude. The, the relation. Ah, dude. Too high of praise. The relation guru. Ah. It's been nice, dude. You know, quarantining with my GF, dude, we've been spending a lot of nice time together. She played me a song on the piano today, which is amazing that she's been practicing. Wow. Right? Yeah. What, what song? Dang, I'm forgetting the title. It's it's a song that's on the radio now, right now that we would know. Oh, Happy Job, by Pharrell. One day. Chopsticks. <laughs> Aaron Vish. I'm telling her you said that, dude. She'll come down here. She's also been taking karate lessons, dude. That's not true. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the song. I'll text her and ask her right now. But it was, it, was, it was very lovely. And I actually, uh, before she played it, it was hilarious. She'll pl- she uses her headphones to play. And uh, she's like, okay. And I'm like, when you're ready to show me, I'd love to hear it. And she's like, okay, I'm ready today. And I was like, okay, perfect. And I got like three feet from behind her and like stood like this, like mm-hmm. holding an iced tea and like ready to watch. She's like, you need to go sit down. Like you can't watch me over my shoulder like mm-hmm. that. It was hilarious. I was like, oh yeah, good You just want to be call. as close as possible though. I wanted to see the finger work. Right. You know? Give her good notes. Let her know how to improve. Be very intense about it. Mm. Be Joe Rogan about it, dude. Because mm. you can't waste time on activities <sighs> like Call of Duty. Oh, can we, so can we get are, into that are, a little bit? Yeah. about that? Bro, I mean, I get what he's saying. Like, it, under normal circumstances, like, yeah, like, every dad's going to tell you don't play too many video games. Like, mm-hmm. there's other productive things you can do. But also, let's relax a little bit. Let me have a fun time. And JT said it perfectly. He's like, dude, it's keeping us in touch with our boys. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, I think from the outside, when you're not dropping into Verdank uh, regularly, then it's very easy to be judgmental. Like, oh, you're a gamer. You're, fuck- you're staring at a screen, yeah. hitting buttons not doing anything with your time but when you get in there and when you experience the camaraderie and you mm-hmm. you know feel this connection with your dogs especially when you're under the gun and you're like four teams left i mean you know especially during corona times they don't you can, it's hard to recreate experiences like that yeah true yeah yeah i i think it's also like he has things that he does that aren't like traditionally the best things to do like I yeah. mean, you could say smoking weeds like a waste of time too yeah, yeah. but it's helped him i, I guess yeah. you know what i mean I, I believe him when it says it hasn't he's incredibly successful so yeah you kind of have to you know have some faith in him but it's like yeah so trust us if we say call of duty's helping us yeah you know with my reaction time and with my homie time mm. just give me the benefit of the doubt dog yeah and guess what dude it doesn't even have to help us 
it's okay to just straight up enjoy some stuff sometime. Right. You know, as long as it doesn't have like a negative externality, like I'm not playing bass on full volume in my apartment, like when my neighbors are trying to sleep, mm. I got headphones on and I'm gaming and I'm having a little fun. It's okay to do stuff that isn't career focused. Well, we, re- we read an article basically that suggested that hedonism is more important for your well-being than people think at this moment. Yeah. That it's actually really beneficial to have just purely pleasurable time in your day that doesn't have any kind of function in your improvement. Yeah. 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 And that it's actually hard for a lot of people to do that. And I, I feel that because sometimes when I am chilling, I'm like, I should, there's the voice in my head's like, you should be doing something, you should be doing something. But then when I'm doing something, the voice in my head is like, hey, you should be chilling. And it's yeah. like, you're always kind of uh, at odds with yourself. No, I feel that so hard. I mean, I, I'm learning more and more. Like, Ted took a power nap and it was incredible. Huge. Um, but I'm learning more and more to, you know, a lot of, it's about having fun, but, you know, and it, it's, you can you can move your life forward if you know if if you're it's being about being selective about your time mm-hmm. you know about like if you're gonna work on something work on it you know efficiently and make sure it's like like just working just working for the sake of working is not that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna move forward you got to be more you know sort of uh, focused about what you do work on and then focused about how you do relax. Mm-hmm. Focused on when you do drill yourself. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's an allotted time. It's a small amount of time for me, mm. but it's allotted. And then I can go. I think it's about, in the article mentioned, setting the boundaries around it. It's like, well, it, you're less likely to have intrusive sh- thoughts while relaxing and chilling and partying mm-hmm. if you're like, okay, I'm going to do it this weekend, which is I, so it, true. Yeah. It made me think of Coachella. I think that's why these festivals are so big right now, is it enables people to be like, in April, I'm going to have that weekend. And it's a three-day break. Yep. I'm going to chill. I'm going to do a little Molly. I'm going to hug someone. I'm going to cry. Mm. I'm going to hear freaking, you know, Florence and the Machine. It's going to be legit. Right. And there you go. And then you can go back to work the next it's day. It's a large-scale cultural ritual that allows people to disconnect from the capitalistic rat race that we're all stuck inside of. Yeah. Yes, dude. Hell yeah. We need dude. that. We need that. Yes. And Put it's that. good that it's a set amount of time. Yeah, you're right. But then I've seen people, gra- you know, some people on Sunday night, they're like, do I stay for Monday? You know, there's that little grappling match. But that's just a day. You got to give yourself a, yeah. a plus minus on it of a day. Give a little little wiggle room. But yeah, wiggle stick to those boundaries if you, if you can. But yeah, you know, you get a little wiggle. Yeah. Well, one thing I'm trying to work on is, is making peace with the hangover. Oh, yeah. Because then when I do get hungover, I'm like, that was a waste of time. I'm going to be a piece of shit this week. My brain's not going to function at top notch level. And I don't know. Uh, so it makes like, you know, because before you have like all these like visions of just tearing up the dance floor and, you know, just getting all this praise for just breaking it down to can't stop the feeling, something like that. Hell yes. I mean, dude, and, maybe that's, sorry, wait, finish your thought. Yeah. Maybe think or of something. It's just, and then you get hung over and you're like, it's just like the complete opposite. It's It's such a bummer. Yeah. Well, yeah, you seem to get pretty gnarly hangovers. I'm wondering, though, yeah. if that's just part of your process. Like, if, like, like you love the moment, and then the moment kind of beats you up a little bit, but yeah. that's, like, maybe it's okay. You know what I mean? It's like how a yeah. fighter feels sore after a fight. It's yeah. like it sucks, but you fought. You know, you were in there for five rounds banging it out with whatever it is you drink. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes it's tight. I remember, like, we'd be hungover in high school, and it's like, our idea we're cruising to OPH together, we're getting breakfast, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you'd have intrusive thoughts in breakfast and be like, after this breakfast, I'm going to be alone. But I think it's getting... You had that, those? Of course. After breakfast... See, I'm I didn't like, have those suck. at that age. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have that. those in high school. Yeah. It was mainly like, 
it'd be work focused. I'd be like, I have to go home. I've got a quiz, whatever. Like it'd start coming oh, in right then, you know? Okay. See, mm. I wasn't doing be, my homework. So I was just <laughs> like, this is nice. <laughs> did you had like 135 demerits and then they're like, you've turned it. Like if you just did your homework, it'd be chill. But they're right. like, you did not do your homework. You're yeah. out, dude. And I didn't play sports either. They were like, yeah. what do you do? I was like, yeah, I kick it with my friends. And they were like, that's not enough to stay at this school. And I was like, <laughs> be amazing if the dean like made you do a shuttle run he's like all right we can use you on uh in this position yeah but dude maybe you build into your schedule part of it is of that hedonism is like the come down because you're going on such a high hot you're you're the deviation's going greater than your mean you know you're partying weekend you're going to be up here so your drop down's going to be right harder what goes up must come down exactly so you just got to build in instead of staying on that monday out in palm springs you go no no no. i'm going to go cruise back I'm gonna take stress off myself. I know I'm gonna have a day to feel a little bit blue, and then uh, then tomorrow I'll be chilling. Yeah, I just uh, yeah that, that that day of blue. I mean, I, I guess I just hate not being stoked so much that it just like it compounds. You know, it's it's just like a a black hole that just you know it just keeps sucking in stoke. Um, but and the quote that always runs through my mind is is Arnold. You know, he's like when you're out there partying, horsing around. Someone out there at the same time is working hard. Just remember that. Right. And that just goes on loop in my dome, and I'm like, fuck. But he rages. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, he parties. Yeah. Yeah, he'd party. And then guess what? When there's a day you're working hard, that person who was working hard on your rage day, they're taking a day off. Are you sure, though? Do you know that for sure? Maybe not David Goggins, that guy. <laughs> Maybe he goes every day. But I think I think I was talking about this the other day. Like David Goggins, I I kind of did. I sometimes will talk about how he annoys me, and I overall think you know he's a very impressive human being, and he's mm-hmm. like his productivity is remarkable. But he's it's like I would love if just like one day a week he was like, you know what, I'm not going to run today just to mix it up. Like it's he's he, every time I look at one of his videos, he's hitting the same button over and over again. I need a little more variety in the people in my life. Like I want you yeah. to have ups and downs. I want you. To, I mean, I want you to be more up than down. But I, I, I need a little bit more, like, dimensions to the person. Yeah. Like, to me, he's so one note. It's just like, so today I didn't want to run, and then I motherfucking ran. I'm like, well, I heard you say that last week. Yeah. I'm like, you told me that last week. Yeah. Maybe if he was banging out, like, Russian literature, he's like, so t- yesterday, yeah. I was a hard motherfucker and I ran. And today I'm a hard motherfucker reading Tolstoy. Yeah. I'm going to read this whole motherfucking book today. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That, yeah. dude, that's literally perfect. Yeah. yeah. He should bring you in for a rewrite on his online persona because I think that's all that's needed. <laughs> and it's still in that dominant trajectory, but yeah. it's like, at least it's different. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, David Goggins, he's yeah. running again. I'm like, it's amazing. He runs. Yeah. But yeah, you run. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got ideas for The Rock. I've got ideas for, you know, uh, Goggins. The Rock's captions, you know, make it one word. The Rock goes through a divorce, and he's like, I just want to thank my wife for going through the best divorce that's ever happened. (laughs) Like, we both came into it with our hearts full, and we really went into that litigation and just decided how we were going to split up our motherfucking assets, and I'm fired up on how that distribution's going to happen. You're like, all right, yeah, Yeah, I guess. (laughs) What if he... if he's getting divorced, he's captioned, fuck. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be, that's perfect. That's perfect. I love that. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Was my impersonation of Goggins offensive? No, I don't. I was thinking about that when you were doing it. And I was like, I don't think so. Yeah. You're capturing the intensity. You're not capturing yeah. anything else. Great. I love any, I like to imagine in that instance, he's in the library still trying to be a little bit quiet. <laughs> Right. I'm fucking, I'm fucking drilling the fucking Dostoevsky right now. <laughs> fucking in my dome in the Grand Inquisitor, the greatest chapter in all of goddamn literature right now in my fucking dome. It's amazing. Superset this shit with chapter six. 
Let's go. It's the only chapter I know from the book. I would have said the name of the chapter if I knew it, but I don't. Oh, you do? Yeah, it's the only, that's the only one I know. <laughs> Which one? The Grand Inquisitor. People say, Kurt Vonnegut said it was the greatest chapter in all of literature. That's the name wow. of the chapter? The Grand Inquisitor, I think is chapter five. Is of it... Dostoevsky's Brother Karamazov. Dude, nice. Dude, you yeah. nail it. You always rip the title. Have you guys read Russian literature? No. no. I try to read that like eight times. It's just not working for me. I read Orwell's yeah. takedown on Tolstoy, though, and nice. that's pretty incredible. Nice. Yeah, he gets into some deep hypocrisy with that fool. Yeah. I like doing that. I like reading takedowns of, like, all-time great men. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. Where someone's like, Tolstoy, greatest author of all time. Here's why he's full of shit. I'm like, <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, I got the dirt on you, Tolstoy. Dude, I had a nightmare about Joe Rogan last night. Whoa. Oh, whoa. It was that he was, he was, like, in an RV moving to Texas. And I think I was trying to cruise, but he to- he heard me talking shit. Mm. And so him and Tony Hinchcliffe were like, heard you talking shit, dude. And I'm like, can I, can I please come to Texas with you guys? And they're like, and I, I don't really remember the rest, but they were about to beat my ass. Oh, no, dude. Yeah. But dude, you don't want to go to Texas, dude. I mean, there's no, no. there's no real waves down there. I guess you can no. ride like some oil rig waves or something like that. I've seen that on like yeah. summer or, or some surf video. But Yeah. I mean, I, I love Texas. I love barbecue. I love... Texas donuts. I love cowboy hats. You know, I, I'm down. Joel Osteen. Yeah, but I'm California till the day I die. Unless I move to Hawaii. For sure. Yeah. You'd be eating Whataburger, dude, and I don't know what you can get at Whataburger. I <laughs> don't know what you can get there, dude. Good luck. It's, pre- it's pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. know. Okay. We went to it, and like everybody was touting it, saying it was better than In-N-Out. And I think a lot of this just has to do with, like, where your palate developed. You know, like, in California, we have, like, a more sophisticated palate. Ah! <laughs> but, yeah, we had Whataburger, and I was like, what is the big deal? I, yeah. I didn't, it didn't quite resonate. Yeah. Yeah, I took a bite. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah, dude. We were also in Houston, and our buddy, I don't want to, like, give away his name because he's such a nice guy. I mean, I could say it. He, did, he literally did nothing bad. He just showed us the places that he was stoked on. And he took it to some donut shop that served like one of those little breakfast things with like the hot. It's like a, basically a hot dog, but wrapped all the way around. And they're terrible, dude. Right. He took us to like a couple Texas institutions and then. Yeah. And like he's like, this donut shop's amazing, dude. This is the best donut you're ever going to have. I went there and I was like, literally, dude, I've had way better donuts. That's like A's Burgers. If you took someone to A's Burgers, I don't think they'd be blown away by it. But when you grow up there, they're just, there's something romantic about it. Yeah. I've, I've been thinking about moving. I want to move to Orange County. I'm I'm ready to leave Los Angeles. Oh, you're, you're thinking Orange County now? Yeah, I mean, what well, more likely Manhattan Beach because I could actually maybe feasibly still do all the stuff that we're doing mm-hmm. from there. Although it'd be a hike, mm. but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of I'm kind of and I think a lot of people are feeling this way in the pandemic. There's a bunch of people have moved out of my apartment building. Yeah, I, I came back and like neighbors were leaving. I think a lot of people are just getting out of the city. Yeah, and and I don't know. They just want to move towards the suburbs. I guess. Yeah. No Culver. A Culver, that's probably where I'm going to end up. Mm-hmm. But if if I had my druthers and career wasn't such a big factor, mm-hmm. I think I would go to the OC. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I'd I think I'd move back to San Clemente. Oh hell yeah. yeah, maybe Santa Barbara. I like San Diego too. You know, both those both yeah. are awesome. Yeah, dude, North Park in San Diego is amazing. Yeah, North Park's yeah. awesome. Encinitas. Yeah, yeah. Encinitas, Encinitas would be really cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just everyone just seems so happy in those places. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I spent the day in Newport the other day, and I drove back to L.A., and I was like, ooh. Did I know, man. I was on, like, Venice Boulevard. I was like, 
you know, I, I was I was watching I was I was eating at a restaurant outdoors safely, of course. And I was watching boats go by. There's a boat called Beer Money. Oh. And just a bunch of people in, you know, board shorts just partying. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is not in Culver City. No. no, there's no beer money in Culver City. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna work hard enough so that I can get my own beer money and then go there. Yeah, that's what I mean. It takes a lot of beer. It takes some craft beer money to yeah. be having a boat like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but it's also nice to hear you guys say, and maybe I'm setting you both up a little bit here. Um, I don't know if you guys no, noticed, but I host a podcast now. You know, so maybe you know I'm just history setting you guys dang. up Check right it here. Out. History's yeah. dang, but making it, history legends, dude. You guys have been making history, and I was going to say it's nice to hear you speak highly of OC, even though some of its patrons have been treating you guys a little bit um, less than chill recently. Well, I mean, you know, it goes both ways because we we put out videos of them treating us that way, so we we right. we probably come out the other side of it. It was magnanimous of you guys to block that guy out who coughed on you. That was one of the most unchill moves it's I've all seen. Chad's compassion. Chad called <laughs> me and like. And was like, hey, we got to block this guy out. Yeah. So uh, it was nice. Well, thank you. Well, it was Lucchese, too. But, right. Uh, yeah. 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 I have some, you know, it's sort of like, I don't know. Well, you just didn't want him to get in trouble because it's like really a crime. It's a yeah. crime to cough on someone. Yeah. And, and you, yeah, you just don't, I, you don't want to be part of that sort of, I don't know. I Part of me was like, I'm not sure if he... Did it intentionally or not? Like I, I couldn't tell. If he I mean, he for sure did it on purpose. But he was though. like hammered, and he was just like, oh. Yeah. So yeah. like I don't know. It didn't to me that in the moment I was like that didn't seem intentional. I think he was just a dumbass. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, was, it was nice of you to, to blur him out. Yeah. 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 You guys got you got good karma coming your way for that one. That's <laughs> nice. That's legit. And you were masked up, ready to go. So you're the, chilling. There were some people who were like, "Don't block that guy out. Let him burn." <laughs> Dude, like, always. Jesus. Always. Dude, you know what? That made me think of when I was watching Saving Private Ryan. Remember that when they stormed the beach in D-Day? And yeah. there's the scene where like they flamethrower it and then they cut down at the guy on the beach and he's like, don't shoot, let them burn. You know, yeah. and like you've been watching the American soldiers get so obliterated at that point. You're like yeah. enthralled. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Then I watched another World War II movie called My Way. And it's about, um, it's a great movie. It's about um, this Korean um, soldier who gets like conscripted into the Japanese imperialist army. Then he's in the Russian army. Then he gets captured and put in like the German army and he's put on the front lines in Normandy. Yeah. And so not all those guys are, and you know, in that instance, like obviously, you know, Spielberg put like Nazis in there, like blue, you know, probably SS troops yeah. who are obviously doing the devil's work. But like, this made me think like, oh damn, like not everyone's volunteer. You think of the, that army of being like, pure evil but it's like dude there's conscripted soldiers who don't want to be in there yeah. fighting in that army yeah. right. unwillingly especially the red army dude it's gnarly yeah yeah there's a lot of people being forced to do stuff that's a little above their head yeah, yeah. so just had that epiphany recently which was pretty sick that's good you got empathy for the enemy you gotta have that right mm -hmm. I mean because they're, they're not that different than us just born in a different place yeah. who knows how we would have Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there's that story of like who's telling us about that. Do you did he talk about that where it, during like Christmas the or maybe I just heard it. Oh somewhere. yeah. Like on in World War Two during Christmas. I think it was like, World One, right? World War One, like the Germans and then some other maybe like S Spanish. I think it was in maybe Madrid or something. They like celebrated. I think it was it was the the Italians or French. I thought it was the British, but but oh, basically British? both sides they started like calling to each other from their different trenches, and then yeah. they had like a little. Like soiree together, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That would be so weird. I know. You're like, this is fun. But I'm gonna shoot you in the head tomorrow. 
totally. And if there's yeah. anything that proves it, it's like those guys are just doing their government's work. You know, yeah. like it's crazy, man. It's totally yeah. crazy. Yeah. They, there was reading something on the Civil War where like uh, um, they were playing like early forms of baseball, and or excuse me, in the Revolutionary War, like yeah. Confederate. So, no, Civil War. What the hell am I talking about? Civil War and Confederate and Union troops would like play baseball against each other. Yeah. Not the game we know today, but a similar type of game. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas kind of Eve, a, a, spontaneous truce bro- tro- a spontaneous truce broke out on the Western Front against the orders of high command. Um, and the British and the French uh, and Germany all played soccer together. Yeah, that's what I heard. That. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. You guys ever see War Horse? Wait, what were you going to say? It sounds like you're oh, I was going to bring up something different, so go ahead. I'm just going to say, I'm trying to make it through that puppy, good luck. Yeah. Is it, is it a tear It's truly about the horse. No, no, no. I mean, there are like, <laughs> they, they have like the movies, they have the moments that are very sweet and will like make you cry and like it's well acted and everything, but you're like, holy fuck. The protagonist well, and the some horse. of the vignettes are so good like the older gentleman who like takes care of the horse and then like yeah. like the soldiers like Toby Kebbell's character and stuff but you just don't need the horse no the horse like the, using that is like the narrative device that like kind of strings everything together you're just like no matter how hard I try I just do not care enough about this horse mm. yep. yeah and honestly dude I'm not gonna lie there's like the horse gets a friend at one point and I'm like, wait, which one's the fucking horse I'm supposed to be looking at again? Right. And they do like a spot of like, it's like in the kid at the end, spoiler alert. He's like, it has white socks and a white spot on its nose and like blah, blah, blah. And he's been blinded by gas at that point. Mm-hmm. And one soldier's like, um, and the horse is like all covered in mud and stuff because it got out of the barbed wire because a German and an English officer team up to get the horse out, which is a nice display of humanity. And the animal showing being the most, you know, bringing out the humanity in man. There's something to be said about that. But, mm-hmm. um, the one of the guys is like, wait, wait, he's muddy. Let's let's wash him off. They wash off the horse, and he's right. And then they let it live, dude. Mm. Or they don't they don't sell it. They don't let the guy keep his horse. That's mm. nice. So it's nice. Yeah, I, uh, Spielberg, baby. So you you just moved? Yeah, to yeah. Los Feliz. I don't know if we've talked to you since you moved. How's the how's the new place? It's great. We love it, man. It's it's amazing. Got central air, which is huge. It's got a dishwasher. You know, I feel like you know you try to get. You have your list of things you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you probably never all get all. You know, you get pri- there's price, there's amenities, and all those things. You get uh, two or three of the five things you're happy, and we got I think four of the things that we wanted. Wow, we're playing, we're paying a little more, but dude, no more Ignacio thinking I'm sneaking into his uh, uh, drilling holes trying to spy on him, and uh, no more Jerry fucking just drilling cigs, dude, just straight up deleting cigarettes below me and, and inhaling it. And I'm inhaling that, so that's nice. And, um, yeah, it's all redone. Everything's new in there. It's great. The building's quieter. Um, tons of people have dogs, dude. It's like, now, now, now we're getting a dog. Mm. It's going to have to happen. Yeah. I'm, mark my you words. I'm saying it now. What kind are you getting? I like little dogs. I like little dogs. Um, like something I can hold right here, 12 pounds. You know, like just, a football. Exactly. To just tuck that thing. And tight. And just do the Heisman pose with it and just get it right in there. I'd love that. But we'll probably want something medium. A big dog would be great, but you got to have a yard for a big dog, which we don't have. We're in a one bedroom, but mm-hmm. medium dog, something cute, you know, I don't know, rescue. Probably not a puppy just because mm-hmm. it's too much energy and training it and peeing. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get a nice rescue. Yeah. It's just tough to get one, you know. It's just tough to find a good one. Yeah. You know, they all deserve a home. I just don't know if they deserve mine. Kidding, dude. Kidding, dude. They're coming after yeah, me. Uh, how's your uh, private hey, you gotta watch space? Out. Yeah, people will come after you. Yeah. <laughs> how's your private space? Oh, it's great. Do you have like a little... Drill zone, factory? Like a drill factory, yes. a desk. 
Of course, I have my desk area. That was a huge, uh, not a point of contention, but it was definitely a point of like, when we saw the space, we're like, okay, my Jeff's like, your desk can go here. And in fact, there's another space next to my desk where I can get a little more creative with. Mm-hmm. Maybe put a bookshelf there. Maybe put, I don't know, maybe if this Q-Team continues a piece of home exercising equipment there, although I don't know, don't know if we want that out all the time. But fired up on that. And then, um, yeah, so dude, it's, it's we actually went on this website um, called Havenly. And uh, they kind of tell you your style. And I was insulted by my style a little bit. I got coastal preppy, which was sick. I think that fits. Well, sick to have coastal, but I was like, what's this preppy going on, dude? You're preppy, bro. Fuck, dude. It's just true, dude. That's the thing. That's what hurts so bad about it. I want it like boho classic, like something sick, bohemian, yet timeless. And I get fucking coastal preppy, dude. Me, mama. But I think I think being coastal preppy, but aspiring. See, they got you right with the archetype, but they didn't add in the dimension of yearning you have to not be that archetype, which I think is what makes it so uh, compelling. Thank you, and marketable to them because I will purchase above what I'm able to purchase in order to not be coastal preppy. Wow, they will be able to upsell me, and maybe that's part of the. Maybe that is definitely part of it. They planted that self-loathing in you, correct, to get you to spend outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I think it might be right, and but they nailed my Jeff. She's like, yeah, I love all these type of things. We got matched up with a decorator, but it's gonna take forever. So. It's a little daunting to have to decorate it all. You know, there's always a project, but uh, it's exciting. So, yeah, dude, yeah. thank you, man. I'm, I'm freaking fired up on it. Other other big news at your new apartment, you, you got some weights. You got some 12s, right? It's messed up, dude. I Amazoned those things to my old apartment, dude, after I told you I had fives. Then I stepped up to 12s because I was looking out for the delivery dude who had to deliver them. I didn't want him hurting his back when he brought those weights. So I was like, I guess I'll just make do with 12s. And then, you know, I work out with you guys. You guys are tossing around 52-pound kettlebells, dude. My God. Well, you look jacked. Thank you, dude. Thank you, dude. And my cardio is way better. I'm doing more reps with them. That's good. That's good. But I do need more power. No, dude. There's, like, something, dude. I like you the way you are. Thank you, dude. Guys, I'm interrupting this podcast to let you know once again that we are brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped, thank you so much for keeping our trims pubed, for looking after our hogs, for making sure that our dongs are looking fresh and clean. Because, dudes, 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. And we're here, too, because... You don't want to get your bush out of control and, you know, you want to keep it. You want to flatten the curve of your bush, guys. Flatten that curve. And then you don't want to open it up too quickly. You want to keep it flat. Not trying to get political on the ad, but my bad. I was just thinking of curves and bush and you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Absolutely, dude. Okay, cool. Uh... The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer. It's designed to give your, you a confidence boost through body image. You got ceramic blades, skin safe technology. It'll reduce nicks or tugs in your fellas down low. That's for show. And it's also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your dong. Um, they also released the Shears 2.0 nail kit, which, dudes, I got one in my bathroom. It looks so sleek, so cool. I mean, you got you know, nail, nail clippers. You got scissors for your nose hair. Uh, and you, you, 
just all kinds of stuff where you're just like, this is so crucial. I knew I needed it. It's a four-piece nail kit. Yeah, you've got tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, a medium grit nail file. You can pluck your eyebrows. You can trim your nails in style. You can find the crop preserver, you know, deodorize your balls, um, help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. And they got the crop reviver, testy toner. It's like having cologne on your freaking nuts. I mean, dude, Manscaped is just the best company of all time. And we want you guys to enjoy their their, the embarrassment of riches they have because it's dank. So listeners will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GoDeepWWAmanscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping. Manscaped.com. Use code GoDeepWW. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. All right, back to the show. Nice. I'm going to get ripped. I'm going to get on steroids, dude. I'll do it. Some of the guys have been talking about that. Some of the guys on the on the on the workout thread are like, "Hey, I think I'm going to get on steroids," and I'm like, yeah, "I'm like the testosterone's getting it's getting too deep. It's getting too yeah. hot." But yeah. in Orange County, you can get some doctors who will get you some HGH if you need it. A lot of dads are on it. Oh yeah, a lot oh. of dads are on it. Well, how long can you stay on it before it fucks you up? I don't know. I mean, look, forever. I, yeah, till you just drop. Oh, dude, we can't even get fives right now. We got to do an air one. Uh, we gotta do... It's no good wrist action. It's legit. Dude, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say this. The neck circumferences in Orange County, like the Orange County dad neck circumference, if you add that up, I think uh, you take any little microcosm of any population on this planet, like of like whatever, 100 square miles and anywhere in the planet, you take 100 square miles of of South Orange County freaking neck meat, it's the thickest. Yeah, it's You got true. that Mike Trout neck down there in OC. Yeah. yeah. That, that Under Armour polo dad neck, dude. Yeah. Big time. Huge. Burley. Yeah. We know a guy named Burley. Yeah. One of my favorite things. Best story about him, dude. If, if you need to know this, obviously, he's the SC Sage. Nicest guy ever, dude. Yeah, like, wonderful guy. Like, a, he's an uncle to everyone, you could say. You know, he's just the best. And uh, But one time, he was just like, they were all talking out by, we were literally like grilling like uh, wood fire pizzas and like steaks and portobello mushrooms, dude. Just freaking dank bros night. And just having stuff, you know, hot off the grill, different types of grills. And uh, we're just talking about how cold we like shit. And, and Steve, like, walks out, and he hears us talking about it, and it was an inter- in conversation that perked his interest, and he goes, talking to my, my buddy, he goes, Joey, Joey, you've been in my Audi. How cold do I keep the AC, Joey? Joey, how cold do I keep the AC? And Joey's like, it's true. Uncle Steve's AC is very cold in his Audi. <laughs> and I was like, dude, it was amazing. And it was just so true and, like, pure. And I was like, and, but the best part is, like, all the bros were, like, respected. We're like, yes. His air conditioning is at full blast at all times. They listen. They it's listen. A, yeah. I don't care if it's raining, dude, and super cold. I don't care if there's, like, sleet on the windshield. That AC is blasting, dude. That's awesome. It was, yeah. it was great. Keep it chill. Oh, dude, my fucking dog. Yeah, go, go for it. Do you have a... Did, did you designate your drill zone? Yes, yeah, it's, it's the bathroom. Do you and have my like, desk area on my GSL on the run. You should get, like, a neon <clears throat> light, you know, like an open sign or something. Oh. <clears throat> or maybe, like... You, maybe, on air. Like a recording on, on air, or maybe or I like uh, uh, in in Big Daddy when they have the, he has the neon light in his room that says live nudes. Oh, dude! Switch that on. That'd be so sick. Yeah, 
I love that type of decor in my apartment too. Like, yeah. but GFs don't love that type of stuff. I know. But if it's small, and I can just put it out, or if it's off, she can't even see it. Mm-hmm. I love that, dude. But if you get it for me for Christmas, dude, I'll, I'll go half. I'll go halfsies on you with this gift for Christmas yeah, for I'm me. Gonna, I'm gonna give it like, for dude. Chad got it for me. I can't not put it up. And when you're away, I'll install it. Dude, yes. So, you know, this will be a purely on me. Your GF can just blame it all on me. And then, then she'll know when you're drilling yourself and she'll be stoked. Yeah. It's a good form of communi- healthy communication. The boundary will be set. Mm-hmm. It's a fire call. Yeah. That's what's now I just wait for her to go on a run, dude. She daily downs, but she's like, oh, I'm going to go on a run around six. I'm like, perfect. And then she like, wait a little bit or send like another email. I'm like, it's 6.30. The temperatures. I'll like inform her about the temperature. I'm like, hey, it's like it's only 70 degrees right now. I was like, perfect for a run. <laughs> you're going to go for a run? She's like, yeah. She left the other day. She's like, all right, you can jack off now. Oh, she said that? <laughs> yeah, joke, jokingly, but like seriously jokingly. like Just like, in knows. perfect tone. Just letting you know that she knows. Yeah, letting me know she That's knows. That's sweet, though. It was nice. M- maybe, you'll get, <laughs> maybe you'll get to a place where she turns on the live. It's like. Oh, that'd be tight. Yeah. So when she's gone, right, you're. Oh, dude, that was accurate. That was good, accurate noise. That's a lotion style noise. Yeah. This might be too blue, but we've talked about this maybe with Joe. I think we talked about this on comms. I don't really use lotion that much. Nah, Never. raw dog it. Never. Yeah. Raw. I love that. I love that raw. we all have that in common. Um, we also, we read about Elon Musk. Yeah. He did a big profile in the New York Times. I don't know how I feel about him still. I know. Uh, you know, I think it's actually good to be in the middle on him because I think there's he has too many detractors and he has too many like acolytes. I think I think he's just I don't know, to me he seems he's not that interesting to me. He's kind of just like but I but the things that he's working on are interesting. But I don't think he's that interesting. He mm. kind of has that thing that Patrice O'Neill said about Seth MacFarlane where he's like he like Seth MacFarlane wants to be bigger than Family Guy. He wants to be more interesting than the stuff he makes mm-hmm. and i feel like elon musk has a little bit of that like I, th- I like his ideas but then he has this and maybe he needs the self-promotion he, maybe he needs the personality aspects to promote the stuff but i don't know it i don't think he and nothing he says really i'm like wow that's an interesting guy yeah i don't know I mean, maybe he's like, they talk about, oh, is he like, um, who's the Charles Branson dude, like Virgin Atlantic or Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. Charles Branson's like the Jack dude from Death Wish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who's a cool dude. But like, yeah, would Sir Richard Branson, if, if he came up in the Twitter era, would he be like an Elon Musk or something like that? Or like get the... Probably, yeah. Attention, <clears throat> you know? It, but I do think it's the stuff, it's like, it's because he's working on so much like fun sci-fi stuff that's cool and like, he's kind of a go-getter and like... I don't know. Like he's he's just a high functioning, high executing dude that's able to get stuff done, and it's amazing. But it's he named his baby X. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just think he's like a he's trying to be a troll, but he's not very good at it. You know, mm-hmm. like he's just trying to troll people, but it's just like kind of like people are like what? Right. You know, he's super close with Kanye. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think he I think he just goes on Twitter to try and like fuck with people, but it's like not it's not that funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I respect him, you know, and like SpaceX, Falcon 9, what up? Sick. Uh, Neuralink, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, the Tunnel Project, isn't it? That sounds sick. Yeah, that sounds yeah, good. That sounds yeah. sick. Which uh, one's the ideas sound good? It's like creating like a, 
thing in our brains that we can simultaneously operate with like computers and stuff like that. It's a way to keep us in front of AI. Whoa. I think, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's talking about how people think they're smarter than computers. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I don't think I'm smarter than a computer. No, I don't think so either. He said people have hubris and they don't think computers can be smarter than them. And I was like, no, I think we're all pretty sure that computers are smarter. Yeah. Than yeah. Like, yeah. I, I always think a computer is smarter than me. Yeah. I did like what he said, though, about like how he processes all of these like public humiliations that he's been through the last couple of years, like where he got in trouble for like saying he was taking the company private or for smoking pot on Rogan or for like the truck not looking right at the presentation. And he said, like, basically, I'm trying to change the world. So any ups and downs are just part of the journey. Like, that stuff's just going to happen on my way. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that's a healthy way to look at your life. Because especially if you're, if you're like, you know, dare mighty things, if you're doing stuff like that, you are going to look like a bozo half the time. So I do like yeah. his mindset. I just, I don't know. There's something about his delivery that just, I just don't think is very compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when he, when he talks, it's, when you listen to him on Rogan, you're like, What's what's going on with that speech pattern? Yeah, his yeah. pauses are so long. Yeah, he's like, hmm. And I'm like, if you take a two minute pause, you better fucking fire out some yeah. really profound shit. At the yeah, end. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But he'll take a two minute pause and be like, it's interesting. I'm not so sure I agree. I'm like, that's it? Yeah. I'm like, it took like two minutes. Yeah. You're on this podcast, so I can hear what you just thought about. Yeah. yeah. Articulate that. Yeah. I, I think I think it'd be cooler if he just sort of was like a mystery. He just maintained like some sense of mystery. You know, he wasn't on Twitter. He doesn't need to be on Twitter. Yeah. You know, he's just doing all this cool shit, and people are like, "Who is this man?" And no one really knows. I know. Yeah, like, like if you're if you're sort of like if you're like the guy who inspired Iron, you know, if you're who inspired Tony Stark, be that guy without the ego. Yep. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Like, why are you tweeting? And his yeah. tweets cost him money. They cost him twenty million bucks. Like the SEC found him for being like, he's like, oh, he's making a cool like four twenty joke or something like that. Yeah, he said he was going to take the company private at four twenty a share. And he did the he put four twenty instead of four nineteen because Grimes likes to smoke pot. They're both weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Nice they found each other. I do love yeah. that. I like that she's like I went through a Wiccan phase. You know, my GF says she wanted to be a witch at some point. Really? Yeah. She's like I love witches. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I think because she's all practical magic. Is that scary? Good movie. Kind of. I kind of love it a little bit, but it does nice. scare me. I'm afraid of being cursed. I I'm afraid of all that shit. Why do you yeah. love it? Uh, it's edgy and it's unique and it's something that I don't know much about. Anytime you learn a little something new, like even like that's why you get stoked in a relationship where I'm like, whoa, you're like, you get fired up on like cilantro. Like we've been making one pot meals recently and she's been using a lot of cilantro. I'm like, oh, I didn't know you like cilantro that much. Oh, right. And then a witch. I yeah. I want to be a witch. I was talking to, more about that. I was talking to a girl and she was obsessed with trains and train tracks. That's cool. Yeah. And she said she used to like, whenever she had a, uh, a tough question that she didn't know the answer to, she'd count the number of cars on the train and if it was an odd number it was yes and if it was an even number it was no Whoa. yeah so when train drove by she's like D- is this gonna happen and then she'd count the, the cars yeah and i literally wrote i was like you're interesting wow yeah dude i used to be so terrified of qualifying for junior lifeguards that i would go outside and shoot basketball hoops and i'd shoot free throws and i'd tell myself i need to try making these and if i make like eight of ten i'll pass the junior lifeguard swim test if mm. i don't but really, I just need to go, like, do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, though. I was like, Brie was in, is into mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was interesting. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool to have it's an really interest cool. or a hobby. Yeah. They are really interesting, mushrooms, too. Like, the way yeah. that they, she said that they, like, can speak to all the different plants and 
and uh, growth in whatever area they're occupying and they can communicate which things need like more nourishment mm-hmm. more like uh food or sun or whatever it is it's amazing yeah like that they're she thinks they're aliens or she suggested that some people think they're aliens Dude, there's alien shit. Think about the bottom of the ocean, dude. We don't even know what's going on down at the bottom, right. very depths of our ocean. Yeah. There's another planet down there. It's mm-hmm. space. Yeah. We know more about space, apparently, which I, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, me too. Because yeah. we don't know how much more we don't space. know about space. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's infinity. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a cool thing to say. Yeah. It is cool to be like, we know more about space than we do about the ocean. You're like, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're, if you're you know, indulging your first marijuana experience... And you're, you know, a little uptight because it might give you some anxiety. I remember I smoked one time with JT and, like, we love each other. And, like, literally halfway through, I was like, do you guys even like me? Mm-hmm. So like, you guys are all my friends. Do you guys like me? Mm-hmm. Have that statement that JT just said in your back pocket ready to go. It's going to help loosen things up. What's that? Dudes, do you know that we know less about our ocean than we do about space? Oh, right. Just say that. Yeah. That's Chad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my bad! I, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember when we were smoking pot that day. Farag kept going, "Rip it, rip it, rip it," and I was like, "You sound like a frog." Rip it. <laughs> oh yeah. Rip yeah. it. <laughs> you had a really good joke too. I forget what it was. Fuck. You had such a funny joke, but I forget what it was. It was like ten years ago. That yeah. was. I remember we always used to talk about this moment that was legendary when Nuccio apparently exhaled in your dad's face. Like, opened the balcony door and just exhaled and went, fat. Yeah. And, but it was fake. That never happened. No, he didn't say fat. He was, my dad, we were having a party and people were, and Anthony was smoking pot on my brother's, uh, like, little balcony thing. And, um, and he was, like, kind of holding court with a bunch of people. And he took a big rip. And as he exhaled, my dad was there. And then we just added that when Anthony saw my dad, he went, fat. <laughs> <laughs> But he didn't actually say that. But it'd be really funny if he did. It'd be amazing if he did. It'd be so genius. I remember our friend Jason, though, when we were all smoking, um, was, like, upset with the weed we had. And then he took a rip, and then he went, now that's what weed's supposed to taste like. (laughs) And was, like, really emphatic about it. I was like, shut up, dork. And then he got really sad because um, he had a little piece. And when he tried to light it, it would, like, you'd kind of get burnt. And so we were like, hey, I don't like smoking out of that piece. And its name, you know, everyone names that stuff. He called it Poseidon. And he got really quiet. And we're like, Jason, what's wrong? He's like, you're all just going to sit here and disrespect Poseidon? How many times has Poseidon smoked you guys out? (laughs) And he was like really hurt that we were insulting his his piece. Yeah, we were like, dude, it's not personal, bro. It's not personal (laughs) at all. Yeah. Sensitive guy, dude. Dude, we also... Read about avocados. Students have developed a device that can detect an avocado's ripeness. Now, this is, you know, very particular to the squad because we've, descri- we've described Stoke as a ripe avocado. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because, you know, it's such, a, it's such a transient moment and it's so hard to detect. And it's kind of like Stoke where it just happens and it's magical. And, and, mm-hmm. But now it seems like the magic can be predicted. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the benefits of this is that 40% of all food in the U.S. goes uneaten. That means Americans throw away $165 billion worth of food that could have been used to make more than 58 trillion meals, according to the National Resource Defense Council. And a big percentage of that is because at stores, we love looking at big produce sections, so they put more food out there so it looks more robust and exciting mm. when you walk by it, but that actually creates more food that gets thrown away. Yeah. But maybe thanks to this device, no longer. Mm, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, that is interesting. Like it's the, the the idea of having a stocked pantry, stocked fridge. You know, it's yeah. like 
you need it to be like you, you can't it, I think people have a hard time of like eating everything down until it's done and then refilling it yeah you, know, you just always gotta keep it stocked and then stuff goes to waste and then you're done yeah we really love it when it's like stocked we're like oh this is amazing like when you yeah. open someone's fridge and it's full you're like this yeah. is amazing it makes you feel so good yeah yeah Look at all that cereal, Nutri-Grain bars, bacon, beef jerky. Uh, you know, it's like, how much of that are you actually going to eat? Not all of it. No way. No, no chance. No shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if it's carbs. <laughs> Toast. Done. Is, and there's probably no worse food to waste than an avocado. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's like nature's balls. So true. I feel like you, I mean, you found your path, dude. You're activists. Both of you guys are raising awareness, legit legends. But honestly, if you went the corporate route, you could have just worked for like Ralph's or Albertson or Vaughn's and just been a strictly avocado. Like, I mean, I could just see that as a path for you, dude. You could call your dad and be like, "Dad, I found my path, dude." Dude, thank you so much. Yeah. It's a hands-on job. Honestly, I feel like you. I feel like you can eyeball an avocado and just know, dude. If I could, if I could operate a forklift carrying a box of avocados, avocados. <laughs> yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. Be sick. Be so sick. Or a scissor lift. Ooh. Oh. You know those ones? Get you 50 feet up in the air, and then you just say, let them eat avocados. You drop them out onto. Mm. That'd be amazing. You know? Those are the ones that, like, there are high school football games. Yeah. Film. Yeah. Fuck. Do you think you can. Be so nice. Have you ever tried to drill yourself with avocado? Whoa, I've thought no, about it, but I've tried to. I heard that's going to be in the Call Me By Your Name sequel. Mm. Yeah. Mm. He's going to jizz pop a, an avocado. Because mm. mm. in, in Call Me By Your Name, he does a peach. Mm. And then the other guy eats the peach, and then they go for a fucking nice bike ride. Mm. Very nice. Yeah. But then my problem with that movie, it wasn't gay enough. Really? They show heterosexual penetration, but they don't show any gay penetration. Mm. And I'm Wait, like, and this is the gay movie? Do they literally like zoom in on penetration? No, but he's on top of a girl gyrating, and they're okay. naked. Yeah, but you don't see any. There's no, like... That's, uh, that'd be like NC-17. Yeah. yeah. They used to do that in movies more. I think, actually, sex scenes in movies have become more muted because now, like, porn is... It's like specialization. You know, that's inevitably where capitalism takes us, my second ref towards that. And then um, I, think, I think we've just specialized in all in porn, so now movies are a little more tame with their sex because we don't need them for that anymore. There's an outlet. Yeah. 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 I wish we could, I honestly wish we could get back in time to, like, porn is kind of a rarity, you know, so when you see boobs in a movie, you get, I mean, I actually, you know, I don't know. I think I, I, always, I, I think I classify them differently in my brain. You know, when you see porn, it's like, it's like you're desensitized to it, but when you see boobs in a movie... It's more exciting. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's like more like all right, this is this is a real treat. This isn't mm-hmm. like Yeah. Like I kinda worked for this even though I just sat on the couch. A hundred percent. True. Uh, that's what I liked about Game of Thrones, even though if you like probably added up screen time, there's guaranteed way more female like full frontal nudity and whatever. But I like that they're showing Dong. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. like when it's balanced. I like and honestly I'd like to see a little bit of Dong. The yeah. actor's going to drop it, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, like when Michael Fassbender did it, I was like, yeah, he's a real actor. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It shows commitment to the craft, especially if you do it in a movie that's like pretty highbrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or Viggo Mortensen in Eastern Promises. One of the best, literally. One of the best scenes. It ever. should be required watching for everybody. It's one of the best scenes I've ever seen in my life. I wonder what it was like on set that day. Because it's, yeah. it's such a wild scene, too. Like he's fighting two guys to the death and his dick's out. And it's like. 
you probably got to shoot that 25 times from like a million different angles. Mm -hmm. And so like, he's probably putting on a robe between takes. They're like, how do you feel? He's like, I just need a banana or something. Yeah. And then they just keep, they keep churning. He's talking yeah. to the stunt coordinator who's just like heavy eye contact, like locker room style eye contact. Like, all right, so when you come in, he's going to come over you like that. Just, you know, slip it and then get up there and get the two app shots in. And then you're going to do a tuck roll into the shower. Yeah. Or whatever, like the steam room or something. And he's a pro. And I wonder, like, the, Vigo's such an artist. I'm sure that was a big part of what drew him to the part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's weird. David Cronenberg's yeah. a weird guy. One of the weirdest directors ever. Very. What else has Cronenberg done? Dead Ringers, Fly. The Fly. Fly um, the history zone. of violence, dead zone, history of violence, history of the staircase, um, more like it. Existence, that weird movie with Jude Law, uh, Crash, not the race yeah. one, but this one where people get off on car accidents. Yeah, which is very provocative. Yeah. Do you think actors ever say to their agents like, "I want to find me a script where I drop down"? Yeah, I think they do. Who do you think has said that? Foss better because he's got a big piece. Mm. Yeah. George Clooney famously said, what do you golf with your hands behind your back, Mike? Yeah. When he won the Golden Globe and they were both nominated. Yeah. It's a great line. Speaking of artists, a four-year-old landed a book deal for his astonishing poetry. Nadim Shama Sorjan's words evoking a whole world of hugs were spotted by a writer, Kate Clanchy, who, uh, I, was just I guess being divisive. you said Strider is, uh, uh, like uh, is helping a lot of kids get known yeah. for their stuff. I think it's a new uh, new project she's, she's doing. I just clicked on her name on the article and she's like, oh, she wants this new in initiative of kids' voices, and she wants them. To, she's and it's a nice thing, but it's like uh, she thinks it's important for kids to have their you know voices heard and their words heard, and it's an interesting you know. Now we have the we always really have with words and poetry that's been around forever, but like. To capture the four-year-old experience, I guess, and this kid does a good job of saying what it's like to be a four-year-old. Yeah, I, I I love that. I think I think it's important to capture the the childlike wonder and mindset to to really capture it from authentically from a four-year-old. You know, I think it's so because uh, I feel like a lot of us want to get back to that place a little bit. So to read some some poetry of an actual mind like that could be pretty valuable. Yeah, Kanye said he was like, with each album, he's trying to get younger. Mm -hmm. He was like, I was like 10 with this one. I want to be seven with this one and like yeah. four with the next one. Yeah. So is he running for like student council? Yeah, instead of president. That'd be yeah. interesting. If he was like, yo, I'm going to be president of Santa Margarita High School. Yeah. I'm like, maybe he should. That would be a good position for him. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be sick, dude. The rallies would be amazing. Yeah. The music would be amazing. You know, it's interesting about high school elections. People always think the popular person wins and that often does happen. But oftentimes, the popular person loses because they kind of go into the election feeling confident and they don't know how to put themselves out there or put their story into the speech, like put their own identity into the speech. And then you'll get like a theater kid who's a little more unknown, but knows how to like cultivate a, a, a perspective and a story. And they'll be like, look, I know I'm not the most popular guy here. Like who, who here is a football fan? Everyone raises their hand. And he's like, so yeah, obviously you're going to vote for you know the wide receiver I'm running against, but... I mean, who here's a theater fan? No one raises their hand. He's like, all right, so I'm not going to win on popularity. Boom, right there. He's got you. Yep. Now you're on board. Yep. Yeah. Now you're voting for him. Yep. Yeah. You got to tell a story. Yeah. And that's important, and it's more difficult to do. If you're you know, cool. And, and it's very difficult to do if you're, because it's, you know, it's aiming down at telling his story. So you got to find a way to, like, find his weakness, which is, I think, is so much of politics where it's like, in any debate, if you can tell your opponent's story for them or 
you know, just go ahead and label it for them, yeah. even if it's wrong or erroneous, and get people to believe it. Eight Mile. You got him. Yeah, eight, eight mile. mile. Yeah, he does it. Yeah. He find, your name is Chester, and you went to private school when you have parents who love you? Boom, yeah. dude. You're and Clarence's parents have a real nice marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're supposed to be this edgy dude, and you're living in a, you know. Yeah. It's about authenticity, dude. Yeah. Great movie, fucking eight mile. One of the best movies ever. Yeah. Like a sports movie. We caught yeah. our buddy one time, and I won't say his name to preserve his integrity, dude, because he's a chill dude. After 8 Mile came out, dude, he had a brand new spiral-bound notebook, bro. Brand new, dude. Tons of space in it. And he was writing lyrics sideways in it one time in our basketball team bus. I saw him doing that. Hmm. So he just knew he had this fantasy in his head where we were going to be going to a game in the bus because Eminem rides the actual bus because he can't afford it in the movie. And he pulled out a spiral-bound notebook and started writing lyrics sideways in a fucking brand new notebook that had plenty of space to write lyrics horizontal, dude. Yeah. <laughs> saw him, dude. I go, what are you doing? You nerd! <laughs> his lyrics were good, though. No, I'm kidding. I don't know if his lyrics were good. Yeah, you could have destroyed a future rapper. I know. I feel bad. These are, these are some of the four-year-old's poems. This is coming home. Take our gloves off. Take our shoes off. Put them where they're supposed to go. You take off your brave feeling because there's nothing to be scared of in the house. Then he has this one called Baddies, which is about the inner life of villains. Baddies love their baddie friends, even very baddie ones. Policemen might arrest them, but they'll still have their love. I don't know. Is that good? I think it's good. I don't know. You're not sold? Uh, I'd have to read it again, I guess. I think that's the problem with modern poetry. It's so difficult to... Because poetry now is so free verse, where it's like, okay, a haiku or even like a limerick has like structure and stuff too. I think... Or like, at least there's craft that I can understand. Maybe yeah. this is so far above beyond what I can understand, so I can't yeah. truly appreciate it. That was from a four-year-old. Yeah. But like, I don't know, free verse poetry is difficult for me to... Some of them are amazing, but... Yeah. Well, sometimes I read poetry and I'm like, you're full of shit. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah. You think you're being deep, but this is all horse shit. Right. Yeah. I'm going to say that to that four-year-old when I see him. I'm going to buy his book and wipe my yeah. butt with it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the as the as someone who's uh, got a child on the way. That's the one thing I am not looking forward to is having to look at their art and be like, "Yeah, that's great." Even that sucks, right? Yeah, my friend, <laughs> my friend DC Dan Collins. He said his dad when he used to bring him home like artwork. He'd be like, "Dad, how is this?" He's like, "It's pretty good for a third grader." Yeah. <laughs> it's good for a third yeah. grader. Uh, I, I could I could see Aaron be like, "Daddy, what do you think?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, 100%. Aaron keeps it honest, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. It's okay. Well, that's what Aaron... When, when Aaron laughs or when Aaron, like, gives yeah. a compliment, you know it's for real. Yeah. Yep. There's no horsing around. Yeah. Um, Guys, should we answer some... Oh, do you want to do an ad first, Chad? Oh, yeah. When's this coming out? Tomorrow? No. no I mean, uh, next week? Yep, next Wednesday. It's a nice Pinot, dude. Yeah, it's good, right? Yeah. I got it from John and Vinny's. They're the best. Yeah, they're rock salt. I keep fucking knocking it over. It's all right. You corked it. It's yeah. okay. True um, story. I, I got to pee real quick. Do it, dog. Yeah. Just chill. It's going to be fun hopping on the sticks later tonight. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> I've been playing bad lately, though. 
No, you haven't. Really? Well, I mean, we just haven't been getting wins. We had a great win with Greg, though, like a week ago. That was so fun at airport. We did not belong winning that game, dude. That's what felt so good about it, right? I buy cluster strikes instead of UAVs now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like getting them. A little more aggressive, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like they really help you in Final Circle. If you get that far, you can really... If you need to make a push in a direction that might be really difficult otherwise, you can you can get it done. Dude, I'm looking forward to this weekend, man. Me too. It's going to be nice to get out of L.A. And then are you, guys, are you guys staying Friday and Saturday? Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. Dude, you got to come over to Joe's on Saturday after we golf. Yeah, of course, of course. Rage by the pool. Are you going to... Uh, I want to invite staying? everyone. I'm staying at Joe's. If it was my place, I'd be inviting oh, everyone. But oh, Joe has a everyone. Joe has a spot. Yeah, he got an Airbnb. It's nice. I know. I want you to come out, Chad. I want you there. Dude, I, I love Palm Springs. I mean, if you come out it in the afternoon nice. on Saturday, yeah, that'd be really nice. Yeah, you know? I love the desert. I like the desert too. It's gonna be hot as fuck though. It's summer desert time. Usually, you go to the desert and like it's gonna be in the hondos. Yeah. But we're playing early. We're playing at 8. We're playing about as late as you'd want to go out. You're playing golf? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're playing 8 a.m.? 8.20. Damn. We have to. Otherwise, you can't do it. Because you just burn up? Mm-hmm. Or are, we, get... are we playing 9 or 18? Well, 18 is the plan, but if we need a bail, we can bail. Are you getting an uh, Airbnb? Yeah, I got one. And it just happened to be the same time that Joe is going to be out there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Joe invited me on a whim, and then I was like, oh, man. <laughs> That's I hope awesome. he's not regretting it. He seems like he's stoked on it. That's great. He got tested, though. So yeah, I, I told him I'd pretty get confidently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then if we gave something to you, you wouldn't even be contagious by the time you were out there. Yeah. No, I think you guys have been good, dude. Pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Guys, let's answer some cues. Fuck yes. Start off with this one. Oh, I got to sneeze. Get Thank it. you, dude. Legend. Oh, I can't believe you can hold it. Dude, Chad's face is here. Dude, that was the best. I don't know if I have to fully. You got to look at the light. You ever do that trick? You look at the sun when you have to sneeze? I've heard that it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's start it off, guys. Um, all right. This is from Karen. Do a show on dating and why my kids thought I was a racist. Because on my profile, I said, please don't contact me if you any color except white. I said, not racist. Just don't want to waste a dude's time or mine. Hate time wasting. Life is short. You guys are great. Keep up the great work. Um, what? She says that her kids think she's racist because on her profile, she put, don't contact me if you any color except white. Yeah. And she says she's not white. She said, she said she's not racist. She says she just doesn't waste anyone's time. But, I mean, you are being... Prejudice, because you're, you're not liking people based on the color of their skin. Yeah, why, why even put that out there? Yeah. Good on the kids for saying something. I'm like, in her head, is she justified? This is literally me trying to crawl around in her weird headspace. But, like, is she saying that she needs a white person for her product to look good because only, like, that's going to what, what the culture wants to see or something right now? Or like, I think, no, I think she's only, I mean, I don't know why she's only interested in white men, but she's only interested in white men. Yeah. I think. Or, yeah, if you're any color except white. Yeah, so only white men. And it's a dating thing, or is it a advertising, or like a uh, a business? No, it's a dating profile. Yeah, why would you... Okay, then what I just said is totally null and void. Yeah, no. What the hell is she doing, dude? Good on her kids for calling her out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's... Take that off. Yeah. Like, you don't want to waste anyone's time, like it... You're wasting other people's time. It's like if you're on a dating app, you're wasting. Like, 
invariably that'll happen. You'll waste people's times, you yeah. know, because you have to, you'll talk to someone. I mean, I've had girls, like, I've messaged a girl, seen her, like, almost type a response. Yeah. And then just decide not to. Like, yeah. we're all hanging on the edge of continuing on and trying to get to know someone or pulling back. And yeah. invariably in that, you're going to waste people's times or give them expectations. It's just the way it goes. If you had to say I'm not being racist... You're being racist. You're, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, thanks for uh, putting, telling me what you don't want on your dating profile. That makes me want to date you so I can hear about more stuff you don't want. Yeah, as a yeah. white guy, if a girl on her dating profile is like, no, black guys, please, I'm like, skip. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going like, to date someone like no. that. Yeah. yeah. Put what you do want. I want a guy who hates change. I want a guy... <laughs> Who you know? Right. Like, yeah. Make it more subtle. Be like, like, hey, yeah. if you want to keep up the Confederate statues, swipe right. Yeah. 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 yeah I love Robert E. Lee's strategy. Um, I love that stuff. I love uh, you know the history, specifically 1800s uh, America. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> At least get creative with your racism. Jesus. Don't and you know the oldest thing in the world. Don't knock it till you try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Sup, boys? Got a real hypothetical for y'all. The crew is debating about last night over some beers. Say Joe's on Tinder and he's got his range set to 20 miles in search of the perfect gal who rocks uh, Chirac beanies and swipes right on a lovely lady 20 miles away. But say that Bears Love and Dream Girl only has her range set to 10 miles. Is the possibility of them matching even theoretically possible, given that Joe does not appear within her range? Is Big Joe Hogg just uselessly wasting his time swiping on profiles? that will never concurrently appear in his radius because Joe's outside of their own. Wrap your heads around that situation and get back to me. Much love from Virginia Beach. Dude, I mean, you know, you make a fair point, but I think you're going too deep into it, you know. Joe's spread a wide net, and he can't think about the possibility that someone's only doing a 10-mile range. Right. Go those 20 miles, Joe. Plus, 10 miles... That's going to reach him because his dong is approximately 10 miles long. I 100%. Mm-hmm. Very good point. And all you can control is what you can control. You can't control how anyone else is going to set their range. Mm-hmm. Joe casts his net. If there's lovely ladies swimming in it, they're going to become in contact and maybe love will spark. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. Yeah, that's interesting, too. I never even thought about that. But I, I actually do think whatever your range is set at supersedes the other person's range if you're willing to drive to what their range is. But I, I don't know that for sure, but I only say that because my range was set to like 100 miles when I was at my horniest. And mm. I can't imagine the people I was matching with in like Nevada um, <laughs> was was, had the same range that I did. Mm-hmm. That yeah. might get you to Nevada. That gets yeah. you to past Santa Barbara, get you to like... Napa? San Jose, or almost, not right. quite Napa, that gets you to like San Jose and it gets you. And by the way, past we're, we're exaggerating. We're, we, we know our distances. I, I don't want guys to think we don't know distance. We know distance. I know distance. I know where 100 miles will get you and I know where it won't get you, all right? I've done a lot of driving. Thank when you. When I'm driving and I got people in the car with me, if I'm lost, I say, this place sure changed. And I turn around and go back home. I act like I didn't want to be there. Dude, big time move. Mm-hmm. Big time move. Mm-hmm. Just commit. To being correct. If I didn't say someone was the navigator and I'm driving, I go, this was your responsibility. You're the navigator. It's on you, not me. That's awesome. Done. Deflect. Yep. Deflect. Send it to them. Go to an in and out drive through. Head home. I get loud. Smart. I'm right. Yep. I'm right. Even if I'm wrong, I get louder. I'm right. And I, I just, I, I cut the conversation off. Mm-hmm. I cut the nuts off of the conversation. 
My go-to phrase, no chance. Dude, no chance. Tell him what your dad said about violence. Oh, yeah, dude. My dad, this is a great quote, and he would use it in context for everything. You'd see something in the news, like there's an argument between two people or even between me and my brother. I'd be like, oh, dude, Andrew came down, like punched me in the shoulder because I used his bike, and like he didn't tell me I should use the bike. And he's like, well, violence solves everything. It's literally all he would say. He goes, two people are arguing this. He goes, yeah, violence solves everything. That's the only answer. Everyone, someone's giving you shit. It's back and forth. Sure, you can go ahead. You can give this or give that. The only true correction is going to be violence. Amazing story. (laughs) The guy's unbelievable, dude. What up, Chad and JT? Huge fan of the pod. I go to business school in North Carolina, and there are a lot of toxic bros in my program who have been killing my stoke. Not only that, they walk around without their masks on. I don't want to be rude or anything, but there is a global pandemic going on right now. What should I do to show them the light? Thanks, Jerry. That's tough, dude. I mean, you know, it's tough to to tell people to do things they don't want to do, which is what we've learned in the past three weeks. Um, But, you know... I found that if you lead with Stoke, you set an example, you hold your ground, you're going to inspire other bros to do the same. Because if you're rocking a mask, there's going to be some dudes out there who are on the fence and are like, I don't know if I want to wear a mask. I feel kind of weird because there's lots of bros who aren't wearing masks. But if you're standing strong and you're rocking that mask, then you're going to inspire other dudes who are on the fence to do the same. So I would say, you know... And also, you know, we are in a pandemic, so if people get in your space and they're not rocking a mask, say, dude, back up. Back up. Back up. Should we practice that right now? Yeah. All right, I'll be one of the toxic bros. Hey! What up, dude? Dude, back you up You got a, a rubber bit. I can bar- Can you back up a little bit? I need a rubber. Six feet, dude. Oh, my bad, dog. Do you yeah. have a rubber I could borrow? I have a rubber for your face. Will that keep a girl from getting pregnant? It'll keep you from getting coronavirus, sir. Dude, you're a responsible, mature bro, dude. I'm glad you're in this house. Of course, dude. Thank you. For sure. Thanks, bro. That's fucking amazing. That was beautiful. It happens like that all the time. Yeah. That's the thing. People don't think it works like that. It can work like that. It does work like that. It will work like that. Yeah. That was great. That's amazing, dude. That you was know, beautiful. Speaking specifically to the toxicity of the bros, too, something you can do, sh- show them art. Mm. Art can change people's minds. You know, like we, like we, me and Chad always talk about, like Roger Ebert said, film is a vehicle for empathy, puts you in another person's shoes that you wouldn't other ordinarily walk in their shoes. You, 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 you throw on some moonlight, you throw on some sensitive, you know, squid in the whale, you throw on some Thelma and Louise, you throw on um, just good ass movies that come from, you know, maybe some foreign films, mm. you know, little you two mama tambien. Hell just yeah. Open up some domes, dude. And then uh, I think, and then maybe put throw outbreak at the end so we can circle back to the pandemic. Good call. Mm. And then maybe a little contagion. Mm. And, and then, I think can, contagion will really. Contagion, I, yeah. I, I, I watched outbreak and I was like, you know, no, we know now. I'm like, these guys know nothing about pandemics. Yeah, it's a little cheesy. Yeah. 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 Hoff though, bro. He's great uh, in it. Like, and it's a little different. Pan- it's like different, you know. Yeah. Outbreaks, novelty. They got to find the monkey. Yeah, you got to get that monkey. Yeah. But pan- contagion is literally just like kind of like watching what we were going through in March. You're like, whoa. Yeah. 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 But dude, that was a beautiful example you guys led by. And you know what? You tapped into something, Chad, by saying leading by example. That JT and I were talking about when we were um, JT was hitting the bells, and I was just doing some dumbbells the other day in an outdoor workout. 
and we were talking about leading by example and it's like we use this sort of party analogy where i'm like you know you can't tell someone to wear a mask i can't tell someone i'm gonna have a party oh dude come to my party i'm gonna have so many good beers there like light beers and like heavier beers and like hard a and like the the i play good music at my party like trust me dude my music is sick at my party like it's amazing but no if you start partying and you start just listening to the music you like listening to and playing the brew games you like playing people are going to see that and they're gonna be like i want to fucking party like that Mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean so if you're wearing a mask you're doing it right you're distancing you're setting your boundaries people are going to be like all right, that's fucking tight, dude. And maybe I want to be a part of that. So mm-hmm. that's what's up. It's nice. Yeah, love that. And did you, you know it's a movie that these dudes watch is a portrait of a lady on fire. Oh, I heard that was good. Oh, I, I gotta watch, watch that. that. I gotta watch, dude. I'm gonna watch that this week. That's yeah. that's what's up, dude. That's on the are list. You, are you gonna watch that with your lady? Yes. I think my GF already watched it alone. Which I might have been gaming. She's been crushing movies alone, dude. You got two fire movies to watch with this girl, dude. Yeah, we're gonna watch Palm Springs while we're in Palm Springs. Palm fire. Springs is yeah. good. I loved it. Yeah, fun. Palm. Did you know yeah. anything about yeah. it going in? No. Near did I? And yeah. I loved it. Yeah, and it was it was fun to watch because I was like so like. It's like what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I love a big what. Yeah. yeah, a big what is huge. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, did you see it? No, I haven't yet. Oh, oh you got to watch. Aaron, dude. what's oh, your excuse? Dude. Dude. What are you Behind doing? Behind the cultural dude? eight ball, dog. Yeah. Where yeah. were you at? Five guys. Oh, yeah, dude. dude. Aaron. Oh, sorry, 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 dude. Oh, dude. Aaron. 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 I was watching Showgirls. Oh, oh dude. Aaron. Yeah. That's sick, dude. Fire, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Aaron, yeah, what up, dude? Hell yeah. Nice. dog. what's up, bros? Hope you're keeping safe during these precarious times. I'll get straight to it. So my mom is visiting me here in Cali from NYC. It's cool and all to see her as it's been a while, but she brought her dog, K9, who happens to be a total schmoll dog. I love dogs and all, but I've never met one quite like this. There's legit something up in his dome. He's basically going full tilt 24 steps. He can't ever just chill. Damn, dude. He's one of those little white fluff dogs that usually make a good companion lap dog, which is what my mom originally appropriately wanted. He's also always horny. His dong is always out of his dong sheath. It's hard to just chill and watch a movie because Finn is on a perpetual mission to get his dick wet. Please help, SC. Sounds like this dog's a Bichon, dude. You know, like a little white fluffy dog. I had a Bichon that was a female, and it still humped, and it was spayed. So... What I would do, honestly, like literally you'd get up from the couch, like you put your arm down to get up from the couch. The dog would see your arm, dude, latch on and immediately just start drilling your arm. It was a female, dude. So I think those dogs have a heavy sex drive. Just maybe, you know, give it a little pillow or a little something that it can drill, you know, with its red rocket. And then um, go play with it as much as you can. I mean, you got to give a little bit, give that dog a little bit of energy, tire it out. So this way when you're watching a movie in the evening, it's not going to have too much energy, but... Those little dogs have a lot of energy, dude. It's just the way they're built. Yeah, and also I, I would, you know, try not to, you know, try and grill up this beef and eat it with this dog. I mean, yeah. Wait, the things that you're describing sound kind of hilarious. Like it's red rockets are always yeah. out. He's just humping nonstop. I mean, that's the mm. funniest. A dog humping is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, like change your perspective mm. on it. Yeah, yeah. I like mean, be just, fired up on it. Be proud yeah. of that dog. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just think. Yeah, just be like, dude, you're hilarious, and he's like, fuck, I yeah. know, dude. Yeah, o- open yeah. an Instagram account for this dog, like whatever its name is, Humps. Good call. Finn, yeah. yeah, Finn Humps, Finn dude. Humps. Called like Finn Virility twenty four seven. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. And then and then let the dog inspire you too. Like, there's stuff the dog can learn from you, but there's stuff you can learn from that dog. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the way the dog's open about having its fucking red rocket out and about yeah. just humping away and like showing what it's attracted to. It's you know. 
in, takes a, a fair amount of vulnerability, like you should learn from that. You know, what I mean? not to do yeah. that, but to like take that spirit. That's a yeah. good point. What's making that little dog horny? You know, like it might not just be treats. Might be whatever movie you're watching. Like, are you watching freaking, you know, something romantic, like Before Sunrise or something like that? That's oh, going to wow, make that dog want to hump. Yeah. Dogs are... Dude, and the dog's looking at Vienna, and it's like, what is this city? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's this majestic, you know... Is there water in Vienna? Uh, there's some dank fountains and shit, for sure. I know that. Is there a river that runs through Vienna? Oh, there probably is. I think there is, dude. Yeah. It's in Austria. I've been to Vienna, dude, luckily, yeah. fortunately. But I'm I, uh, go. It's, it's nice. There? Yeah, was, yeah, it might be the Danube. I want to get a beer in like Germany. It's so nice, dude. I had one. Oh, that's what that the went. Danube, dude. Fire call, dude. nice. To say nothing of the Donos Canal, the Dono Canal. Yeah, dude, that that freaking little Bijan looking at the Danube, dude. It's going. I want to go down there. I want to waltz with some. It wants I to be waltz. in that water. Yeah. Dude, I would spritz, and I would uh, you know maybe modify your approach to the dog because. You're coming at the dog right now, it sounds like, with low stoke. And, like, and high judgment. Yeah. My GF's parents, their dog is very, like, temperamental. You know, like, it'll freak out easily. You know, it, when it sees new people, it freaks. Right. And they're like, you don't even want to go near Lizzie. You know, she's going to freak out on you. And I'm like, I'm going to leave full love, full stoke. She loves me. And they're like, how is Lizzie, like, how are you, like, the only person that Lizzie will, like, snuggle with? I'm like... Full stoke. Yeah. Full love. So if you have that energy within you, where you're just like, I'm all love, that's going to affect the dog in a positive way. Yeah. And the dog's out of its environment, like you said. And sometimes anxiety and horniness are linked. So the dog might be extra anxious, therefore extra horny, dude. Yeah. Luckily, it's not aggressive. Horniness is a nice, you know, if it's a little 10-pound animal, not that, you know, crazy of a trait to have. You know, luckily it's not biting or you know barking all the time. Yeah, and you know, you know what, you know what makes a, a a situation that you're not fond of more easy to deal with if you do it with homies. Hmm. And you got to be careful with that, you know, in the time of Corona. But like, maybe you invite over a lady you like, and you guys do some outdoor social distancing date hang, and then you and her both observe the dog and laugh at how cuckoo bananas it is. And then all of a sudden, this is something that's bonding you, and now you're reframing the way you think about the dog. It's not just you know this nuisance now it's an agent for you to get closer to other people mm. yeah that's a great call that's a great you, great you call. invite over like seven homies y'all get distanced up y'all mass up and then you just watch the dog hump mm-hmm. i mean my friends we used to watch my dog hump constantly it was like one of the go-to's in our social life mm-hmm. was just watching taz go to town on one of our butts yeah clothed. Clothed. clothed it was the best clothed that's yeah he awesome. was always clothed and he was still able to excuse me, pardon the French, jizz. Yeah, he jizzed uh, on me. Despite the fact that he, he was neutered. neutered. Yeah, he had no balls and he jizzed and on he me. He defied science, dude. His beast. His Taz. horniness was more powerful than Rest science. in power, Taz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was, dude. How, how big was his load? I don't know. Fat. Peter North. Peter wow. North of dog loads. Whoa. Taz Bo. Uh, what up, Council? First, I just want to say you guys are national treasures. When it's all said and done, I have no doubt you guys will have the Presidential Medal of Freedom hanging from your necks and a Nobel Peace Prize sitting in your trophy collection. Thank you. Wow, dude. Legend. And if the state Thank of California so can just bone up and unite, a statue of each of you will be erected alongside the great Paul Walker. Oh, man. Wow, dude. Thank That's you. That's really nice. Anyways, I apologize if my questions are all over the place. I just really need your wisdom. I just turned 27 recently, and I'm... On my 12th wave of quarter-life crisis, my first question is, have you guys ever gone through something like this, and how do you deal with it? 
I'm definitely not saying my life is terrible or anything like that. I have a decent 9-to-5 job. I hang out with my dogs on the weekends. I have an actual dog, a one-year-old corgi that is an absolute sweetheart, and I like to keep my body in a solid, above-average shape. So, yeah, I'm not saying I hate my life. It's just I thought I would be doing bigger and better things at this age. There's also the lack of a GF. My, real, my last real relation was back in senior year of high school. I had a handful of flings and casual ventures in college and post-college, but nothing serious or official came about it. I try not to let it get to me, but it's starting to affect my self-confidence, which then makes the situation worse. Because girls sense the lack of confidence, which turns them off, and then just perpetuates this loop of non this loop of non stokeness. You guys seem like confident, self assured fellows. My second question is, how did you get to that level, and what are some go to confidence boosters you guys have? And my last question is, how to do with conversations? You guys are elite level conversationalists. I feel like y'all could keep the conversation going with each other and with other guests for hours and hours. I'm trying to get to that level. My question is, do you guys have a certain mindset going to? conversations is it like a conscious thing or do you just let it flow off the top thanks again for taking the time to read uh, do you guys want to like break this up into bits because you got a lot of cues in here but i think they're yeah. all valuable so his first thing is have you guys ever been through something like a quarter life crisis yeah i i first thing i notice is he has a his his mindset focused on lack you know it's like focus on what he doesn't have and you can't think that way. You can't focus on what you don't have because you got to take a step back and think about what you do have. And, you know, every morning, think about that. Think about what you're grateful for in your life and you'll realize how much you do have, you know. And life is just a constant work in progress. So be grateful for what you do have and that's going to, that's gonna like, transform your energy to sort of a... It's going to make you happier. It's going to make you sort of see uh, the universe as a place of abundance, which it is, like you will get a GF, you will get a promotion. You you have excellent times ahead of you. So, you know, don't worry about what you don't have. have. Be appreciative of what you do have right now, but also have the mindset of everything that you do in your life moves it forward. So sort of have that where you're like every, try to think every decision we also have your relaxation, but try to think every decision. I'm like, okay, is this moving me forwards or backwards? Is this moving me towards what I want or not? And I think that's a good approach to take. For sure. We're, I mean, as far as the conversation standpoint, dude, I mean, we're all best bros talking on a podcast and we have like JT sends articles to talk about. So we know what we're going on. So a little compare and despair there. I've been in plenty of conversations that have gone and I nowhere. Edited. It's edited y- too. Yeah, so don't compare yourself to the pod or whatever. Like, dude, it sounds like, you, dude, you're an interesting guy. You'll have fun things to talk about. And it sounds like maybe you're what you said. You're 27. Maybe you graduated college. What 21, 22. You started out doing a job. You weren't that fired up on it. And so now you're thinking, what's the next step? Yeah, yeah, baby, line it up. Let's go. Fuck yeah. Um, my dog's pouring me some wine right now. In case you're just listening and not watching on YouTube, so I'm fired up on that. But um. Yeah, dude, I think Chad nailed it, dude. You have, you have things that are of value, and maybe you want to be more conversationalist. I mean, dude, don't be afraid of, like, joining Toastmasters, which is, like, this thing that, mm-hmm. you know, they it sounds lame, but, like, they work on public speaking, if that's something that's into you, dude. You know, get, a, get like, and that could be even a fun hobby or a fun group to get on. Like, Aaron plays softball and crushes it. You know, you join a softball team. You do something fun. And the more you do that interests you genuinely – is going to lead to a GF. JT was talking about this lady that's into trains. Like, or trains, it makes me think of a grandpa or a dad, but then you think of, like, someone who's passionate about it, you can make anything sound cool. Like a dank movie like Cedar Rapids, Red Helms talking about being an insurance agent. It makes it cool. Like, 
whatever you're into, if you're passionate about it, that's great. So, and you know, finding your passion is tough sometimes and, uh, don't be too hard on yourself while you do it and, and, and enjoy the journey while you can, you know, of course, pay the bills, but, uh, you know, things will fall where they are, my dog. Yeah. And I, I think 27 is one of those points where you're like, you're just growing out of like wanting to rage all the time and like really focus on being like a full adult human being who's accomplishing things, but you're still learning. You know what I mean? So you have all this energy to accomplish things, but you don't really have like an outlet yet to fully accomplish them. And that's everybody. That's happening to everybody except for a few exceptions who you just can't compare yourself to. There's just anomalous people who just skyrocket up. And like, I learned to just not compare myself to those people because like, they're just freaks in nature. But most of us, we're just grinding at that point. You know what I mean? And we're, we're figuring it out. And, and yeah, I think a lot, like Chad's mindset is so, is so ripe for growth. I think if you can, if you can try to like put yourself there, like something I was hearing this CrossFit guy talk about that I'm, I was going to talk about later is like, don't treat every situation like a pass fail because I, I do that. And then you're like, oh, I fucked that up. I fucked that up. I, I should have done better. I should have done it perfect. It's like, no, every experience you're just learning from. And if you go into every experience, just been like, oh, this is something I could learn from. Then you're never really going to lose. You know what I mean? So then even if you do lose, you're like, oh, but I learned from it. So I'll be better the next time. And then, or I'll have more fun the next time. And then, and then it'll, it'll just make life a little bit more easy going for you. Cause I, cause I think you're smart and you're just really being hard on yourself. You know, yeah, like you, you're gonna get to where you want to be. You know what I mean? And you're probably closer than you think. So, yeah, maybe just enjoying, like Chad said, what you do have, and then, and then just incremental improvement, baby. Like you don't, you yeah. don't become a world champion the next day. You know, like Jordan, it took he had to lose a couple times in the playoffs to get there. Mm. You know, yeah, I wouldn't even worry about confidence. That's all. No one's confident. It's all repetition. Yeah, that's what it is. You just, you know, you, you, like JT said, you take a growth mindset, you learn, uh, you know, you're like, I'm going to learn every day. I'm going to, you know, and if there's things you want to improve at, it's repetition, like conversation. I don't really like to talk, honestly. Dude, I come I, on the podcast all the time and I'm just like, I'm out. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I've never been a big conversationalist, but like starting to do the podcast, I was like, all right, this is something I got to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. So you just work at it, and you just do it over and over and over, and then it'll improve whether you know it or not. Uh, so it's just, um, yeah, like I never could have thought I'd do a podcast. No. Like, I was like, no. All right, well, Chad, that takes us to the next thing. What is your beef of the week, my dog? You know, I was, I was going to improv it because... Um, yeah, we had a busy day. Yeah. Um it messes up our things. My my beef of the week is the fragility of bracelets. Oh, that's a great one. Because the yeah. friendship bracelet? Yeah. Yeah, mine busted too. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, well, first off, they the way they make bracelets, you know, the way you put them on and you adjust them, and there's all these weird things dangling, you know, it gets uncomfortable and annoying. It's like, why can't you make one that just, like, secures nicely around your wrist and, you know, it was, it's good there. Why do you have to make it so technical? Like, what's mm-hmm. going on with that? Mm-hmm. I, see, I feel like they just complicate bracelets so much. You know, it's so hard to find a cool bracelet. And I like a good bracelet. I knew I loved a good bracelet when I saw Paul Walker holding the shift knob in Fast and the Furious 1, and he had a rubber band around his wrist. And I was, or maybe it was just a regular bracelet. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to do that mm-hmm. but it's so hard to find a bracelet as cool as that yeah very true I don't know what's going on 
and they just you know you get one that falls off and you're like you know i feel like my whole life is like the pursuit of the bracelet and it's like would you ever step it up to an anklet or is that a step down or what how do you feel about anklets um you know i had an anklet phase the summer of i had an anklet phase the summer of 2009 um but i realized it's just not my steez you know um I was like, maybe if I was in a different area code. Yeah, for sure. The tough guy's got to slide in on this one. Anklet's no bueno. You can't be rocking an anklet. I mean, if you're Prince, if you got like a top five selling like R&B album, maybe. Other than that, anklets are a no-go. You got you to earn the right. You, you got you to jump over some major fucking hoops. But but tough guy, what if you're starring in Blue Crush? If you're in Blue Crush, you can wear as many anklets as you want. That was a wonderful film. Yeah, that taught me a lot about determination and big wave surfing. But which tough, is a, tough guy, what if you went to summer camp and like you kind of had a cool experience that summer? I mean, if you met a cool counselor and he was wearing one, and then he encouraged you to wear one, I'd, I'd let that die at summer camp. I wouldn't bring that back to the regular world. <laughs> you know, that's like some of your friendships at summer camp. You think you're going to survive, and, they, and unfortunately, they don't. That's just the reality of it. All right. You're on like a coke buzz out there. Things are getting heightened. You know, you're feeling all sorts of vulnerable and open, and and it's just a different reality. But you, yeah, you don't bring anklets home. What if you're from NorCal, where I feel like anklets might be ubiquitous up there? I don't know, but it's just a feeling. I yeah, have. yeah. I took a drive through NorCal once, and I left, and I was, I was I was I was soft all over. My whole body was like gooey. You could have punched through me with a you know a pencil. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, NorCal's different. They do they do, they do things their own way up there. Yeah, <laughs> tough guy. I saw someone criticizing your your six foot. Uh, coke straw what'd they say they said it looked too difficult to do oh that's that's probably too difficult for you pal whoever said that yeah because mm. you're not a tough guy you don't know what it means to socially distance and do coke at the same time it takes determination dedication and a strong lung system all right so don't tell me what i'm capable of all right it's possible and it needs to be done to protect the people we care about when i do cocaine i do it safely thank you Tough guy, I heard instead of when you do cocaine having a mirror to look at yourself in and like kind of trip out on, you look at a self like a weaker version of yourself. Yeah, you have like a picture of it's that motivation. Thing. Yeah, it makes me it makes me snort harder because <laughs> I look at that weakling, that kid who could barely snort. You know, I used to do little dinky like nail bits of like you know gummas and like little baby bumps, and then as I grew older, I said, "Come on, step it up, tough guy, get yourself a real snort." And uh, yeah, so I look at that little coward and I look at him and you know. His necklace is covered in his neck's covered in necklaces and anklets and shit. He's a fucking cool kid. He was in a Prince cover band to bring a full circle. Uh, tough guy, if you're in a club and someone asks if you want to do a key bump, how do you respond? I say you better have a big fucking key. Is it a key for a fucking uh, John Deere trailer? You know, one of those big ass keys. What's the circumference? Better be four by four, baby. Because I'm looking to mow your entire farm and I'm hoping it's a lot of acreage. So give me a big key. Give me a big, big key. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm fiending. To be honest with you, I've been kind of fiending lately. It's been a problem. <laughs> Blowing up my dealer's phone number so much, the fucking guy needs a break. He's like, hey, man, tough guy. Relax. Are you still, is Donnie still your guy? Yeah, Donnie's my dealer. Great guy. Yeah. yeah. He's a good dude. He asked me, he's like, hey, are you dealing coke? Because you're doing so much. And I said, no, you know I don't deal. I give it away for free, baby. Yeah. You got to take care of people. Um... Strider, what's your what's your beef of the week? Already my beef of the week. <clears throat> this is gonna make me sound like an old man to some degree, but I just moved into a nice dank new abode with me and my GF, our new apartment, and it's on the third floor, and I'm fired up about that. 
And a huge reason why I'm fired up about being on the third floor of a three-story building is it's the top floor, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out some kids in this building, kids in their 20s probably, because I'm sounding like an old man, like to go up to the roof and smoke pot and look at the stars and the palm trees and maybe observe Griffith's Observatory. And, you know, one of them even had the audacity to bring a, a Beats Dre pillbox up there and enjoy some reggae tunes. Don't get me wrong, I love reggae, but I don't love it past 1030 at night, just past quiet hours. So my beef is on these young kids partying on the roof of my goddamn building. God damn it. Have you said anything to him? Absolutely not. I fear confrontation. I hate being judged, and I need people to like me. There's no way I could ever do that in any world. <laughs> I could never go up there. If I went up there, I'd be like, hey, guys, what's up? Bob Marley's sick. Oh, Ziggy Marley's sick. Should we practice cool. you telling these kids to relax? That might be a nice exercise, yeah. They might know you. You might. They might go up and be like, Strider? And you're like, yeah. Be, Move they it might be that. a fan, dude, yeah. That'd be sick, but then they'd be like, oh, you're a buster? Oh, now you're a buster and we hate you. Chad, do you want to be like one of the kids and I'll be one of the kids too, but I'll also do the reggae music? Could you be loved? Right, here we go. I'm coming up to the and third floor. Dude, look up. at these stars, bro. Oh, dude, if dude. you see a star, that means that star is exploding. Like literally spitting its guts out into the universe, bro. Wow, hey, hey, that's, that's cool. Like hey, guys, sorry oh. to break out the party. I heard there's a cool comment in view or maybe that's what you're up here doing, but... um. Yeah, I'm trying to um, have a nice, intimate time with my GF, and you guys are stomping right above my um, apartment building. Wait, Sorry, wait, man. dude, dude. You Strider Wilson? Yeah, dude, I'm Strider Wilson. Yeah, no dude, way, uh, dude. Whoa. Yeah. What up, dudes? What are you yeah. asking us to do? Um, My bad for this, but can you guys just like kind of keep it down and quit? Um, I guess this is raging. It sounds like you're raging up here. Dude, can I tell you already? I'm just going to step out for a second. Yeah, of course. I think you got to you gotta, you gotta hit him quicker. Okay, okay. Can yeah. we take it from the top? Let's hit it. Okay, okay. Could you be loved? Dude, I feel like I'm looking at the fucking Milky Way. Whoa, dude, for real? Hey, yeah. fuckers. Hey, you fuckers. I'm trying to... I live... I live... You're stomping eight feet above my head. Honestly, I'm 6'3". I love height. You guys are stomping three feet above my head when I'm standing up. Guys, got to keep it down. It's 1030. Fuckers. Hey. Why? Why do you're six? You look six two and change. Yeah. That's accurate. You got a good eye. Do you play high school's ball or something like that? No, just a fan. Hey, dude, are you Strider Wilson? I am. You can know me? I know you're a fucking buster, dude. Nice one, yeah. Chad. I didn't know Strider Wilson was a fucking lean oh, off. Look at this. Look at hey, munchkin. Off. I think it's time to bail, dude. Look at this. You guys smoking Yoda's, are you guys smoking Yoda's brain? Is that what you're smoking right now? Is that G13 shit? Yeah, I know my weed. You smoke? Actually, dude. Not really, but I got some friends who hit it good. That's okay. Dude, you want to hop on Apollo Dank Teen? Sounds tight, but honestly, dude, I want to hop on it before 10 p.m. If that's chill with you guys, that's chill. That's yeah, chill. that's cool. Because I mean, honestly, dude, the star coverage it's still dark out. You're going to be able to see the stars. Just, and I appreciate the reggae music, but maybe if you guys didn't walk around so much when you blazed, which is kind of an interesting thing to do. Usually, you would sit stationary, but it seems like you guys like to move around when you blaze. Why is that? Oh, uh, uh, I mean, I, I just like to feel that. 
I Bob get... Marley in my bones, dude. Oh, you, you like to dance. Yeah, when I get baked, I get ambulatory, dude. For me, it's all about like just kinetic feeling, bro. Mm. I'm just out in the world and I'm just expressing myself, dude. I love that. Physically. I'd like, like yeah. to learn more about that tomorrow night at 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Does that sound chill? Yes. Thank you. And I'm sorry for calling you guys fuckers earlier. Dude, it's all good, dude. Dude, Strider. What up? Stay stoked, dude. Dude, stay, stay stoked. stoked Thank you so much, dude. Air oh, oh, dude, you slicked back no, your lock. I just, just oh, messed with you, dude. dude. Oh, dude, yeah. Legend, dude. Socially distanced, though, dude. Back up. For sure, for sure, for sure. Dude, All right, that was helpful, yeah. I, I think you can talk to these kids, though. I think you just got to take it to them direct. You just got to go up there and be like, hey, guys, I need less. Mm. And then just like, boom, dude. That's it. I need less. It's, it's constant. It's too much. I need less. Do I drop the rules on them, or do I... I think, I think you're right, but... There's a sign that says, dude, it's like a fire escape exit, and they put a cone there and a cinder block. It's two doors yeah. that they propped open so they can just get out there all the time. I thought about being passive-aggressive and just moving it, but I'm not that much I of a I wouldn't buster. get bogged down in the details. I would just tell them, like, straight up, it's too much. This is my truth. Yeah. 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 Or just be like, you yeah, know, move it on down elsewhere. Like, you know, I got, I got, you could be like, I have work early in the morning. I'm trying to sleep right now. The music is in my dome. Um, it's a good call. Socially distance your speakers or just turn it down. And people respect that. Yeah, don't be too empathetic to them. Because I think I would tell most people to be more empathetic, but I think you're so empathetic mm-hmm. that I think you'll you'll give it like three minutes of you'll like you'll you'll step into their perspective too much. But hey guys, I know you guys are just trying to have a good time and I totally get that. It's good to have a good time. But I think at that point you're you gotta be more like just like, nah, dudes. Hey look. Yeah. It's it's too much. And and how do you say that? I think by just being like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. And then if they're dicks, we talk about it on the pod. It's good fodder. True. Like if if someone emailed if someone emailed about this, I'd be like, you know what? Just tell them straight up, stop. And then let's see what happens. Because then we're gonna have some good stuff on the on the bounce back. It's on. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. I'm you, gonna do are it. you gonna talk to them? Will you make a commitment on the pod to talk to them? All right. Next time I hear them, I'm going up there. Yeah. Going up there, and I'm gonna let them know. I'm gonna say this, nice, dude, guys. And do it your way. I just want you to do it. Yeah. yeah. Guys, can't be up here. I mean, you're just stomping around a little bit. It's not chill. It's kind of brutal. Can you guys keep it down? Yeah. Dude, that's and then perfect. I'm going to leave. That's perfect. That's perfect. And I'm going to leave. Yeah. I'm going to wait for an answer. Yeah, that's good. Just turn around and go. Yeah. Yeah. And if they keep doing it, put on your tack glasses and come up and just square up. Oh, that's a fire call. 100%. Dude, the tack glasses. At night? Are you kidding me? I actually have night vision inserts that I can put in there. Do you? Yeah, they come with night vision, like driving ones. Yeah, they're yellow. I can put them in, dude. Yeah, that's amazing, dude. If I saw, if I was stoned, I saw someone in night vision tack glasses, I would freak out. Yeah, that'll that'll spook him for sure. (laughs) Amazing. Don't think they're getting hit by like a Navy SEAL team. Fuck yeah, dude. Aaron, what's your beef of the week? Uh, My beef of the week is with Paul Verhoeven, director. Yeah, but only, but only from 1995 to 1997. I've recently <laughs> seen two movies that I missed. Actually, I went to the theater to see Starship Troopers when it was out originally. Great movie. I was mm. rejected because I was not of age. I think I was 15. It's a very rated R movie, too. And then a friend of our, <laughs> well, this guy that my friend brought with us uh, got arrested that night for smashing the light bulb in a, in a uh, payphone, which don't exist anymore. Nice, but uh, so I've never seen that movie. I, we, my friends and I, swore we would never see it. We would just our, the story would always be we've never seen that movie. 
I finally saw it, and I saw Showgirls. Those are horrible movies. Oh, you didn't like Starship Troopers? No. What? Oh, I love Starship no. Troopers. No, Starship what? Troopers is dope, no. dude. It's oh. supposed to be like... No. Ridiculous. <laughs> you didn't like Casper Van Dien. What about the football scene? No. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude. What about you kill bugs, but good, dude? Oh, no. dude. Yeah. What about the knife in the hand? No. Yeah. What about Neil Patrick Harris? No. What about the fucking alien that sticks the thing in your head and sucks out your brain? Yeah. yeah. Busey's kid, dude. The aliens and the effects were really good. Sure. Did not expect that. For Thank what you. it was, I was like, for as bad as the acting is, I was like, there's no way the bugs are going to look good. Look great. It, Still hold up. What isn't about the Denise acting Richards? bad on purpose? Yeah, it's like on purpose bad. I, I don't like. think the actors know they're I, bad on purpose, yeah. but I think Paul Verhoeven casted bad actors on purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. really? Knowing yeah. that they would be like, they would feel like they were in propaganda. Yeah. Just because they'll act like so stiff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think that all could have been accomplished in a better way. And then when it came to Showgirls, he has since uh, said, I am sorry, I've ruined Elizabeth Berkeley's career. It's all on me. It's not her fault. <laughs> She was doing the best she could, and I told her to be super fucking weird. Have you seen SNL when they make fun of him back then? No. It's like a, like a Western, and then all the girls just start making out after every scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, he's a very smart guy. He's a great director. I love RoboCop. Total Recall's great. Black, Basic Instinct's Black Book's fine. Good, yeah. I haven't seen Black Book or L, but uh, those are really People love rated. L. It's yeah. really, it's a controversial uh, plot. But yeah. yeah. So... It's not like he's a bad filmmaker, but I just think he went through some some bad choices there. Mm. Dude, this just hit me. Is the main guy in Starship Troopers Luke from the OC? No, but they look just alike. Yeah, and I get Casper Van Dien, and I forget what Luke's name is. They both definitely played water polo at some point. Mm -hmm. There's no question about that. Luke. Honestly, might have the best performance in season one of the OC. Whoever that actor is, yeah, yeah he's Chris, amazing. Chris bro. Carmack, yeah, he's yeah. great. You know, Ryan former Abercrombie model. Do you guys find Ryan kind of annoying? Of course, he's, not, he's oh, good bro. in the pilot, and then he's downhill from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just is like he nailed the pilot, and then you're just like, what? Dude? Yeah, you know, because he kind of wasn't right for that part. He kind of actually isn't a bad boy. The, the yeah. parts that he got later, where he kind of plays like a like a kind of nebbishy cop is more yeah. his steez. Yeah. And I think he it was enough in the pilot to get away with it, but then after a while you're like, he's not that jacked. He's yeah. not really a bad boy. Yeah. yeah. Like Seth Cohen is the sarcastic, like yeah. art-loving cutie. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Like Summer is the hot, unattainable girl who's got a spicy personality. Yeah. yeah. But Mishka yeah. Barton is a troubled yeah, 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 she actually dude, is. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, she's. She yelled at me at valet once. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. What yeah, she, she came in. It wasn't even my fault. Like, uh, she left her car there overnight, and she comes in and she called ahead, which some people do. Hey, can you bring up this ticket number and have it ready to go? My like Uber friend drops me off, and like another valet brought it up, and like, there's two areas where you can put the keys, and it was my it was my bad for not checking the one area first. But I just went straight to like the ticket queue where the overnights works. I knew it was an overnight, but he put them up on like the circle box, which would have been a quicker step. And usually he would have been able to handle it, but for some reason I just like ended up handling it. And she was like, Oh my God, what's taking so long? And like literally for me to check like where the overnights are in the circle box is like maybe 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but who knows, who knows who was, you know, who knows what was going on in her day or whatever. She probably came out of an experience that she didn't like or something. But anyway, 
was like just yelling at me and like wasn't my bad for being there and like all the valets and it wasn't busy so it was like just her up there and like nothing was going on so it kind of like exacerbated the situation of making us look like we don't know what we're doing as a valet crew yeah and she's like all of you are like standing here like doing nothing and it's like well we don't need that many chefs to do this job like i just yeah. need to figure it out and i did in 12 seconds and then she i come up to her car and i'm like well the the overnight charge is 50 bucks and she's left her car there before and she's like what and i was like well i've like I've, i'm like I'm, i didn't say this but in my head i'm like i've literally charged you this before mm-hmm. you know this and then she's like and my window's down and i was like well i roll it down to hear stuff when i just left it up it's not raining it's like it's 8 30 a.m it's so cal like it's already 72 degrees it's okay <laughs> and uh but i didn't say anything of course and i remember us being like whoa yeah <laughs> she seems like she, she she was troubled um i'm sorry but she's been nice other times so you know actors are mercurial yeah, yeah they go up they go down that's what makes them special on camera although she wasn't a very good actress yeah, yeah she, she was, was kind of bad i was yeah. gonna say the two in my and i guess circling, circling back to any sort of point i was making was ryan atwood aka whatever that actor's name is benjamin, benjamin mckenzie McKenzie, benjamin mckenzie and mishka barton um marissa were like the worst parts of that show and they were the yeah. two heavies yeah mm-hmm. The great, dad was great. Great dad. Oh, great dude. dad. Peter Gabriel. Amazing, yeah. dude. Yeah. Dude, those Gallagher. eyebrows. Peter Gallagher. Dude, those yeah. eyebrows. Impressive. Oh, yeah. All you yeah. need are the eyebrows. You don't need anything else. Yeah. That, so that, that, that fucking, that steals a scene Fire. right there. And he sang in like season three. They had an episode where they have like a kind of Peach Pit vibe. It's like, oh, a, yeah. the, like Olivia Wilde is that like running. That was the boost of her career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he sings, and I was like, I came into class the next day in the cultural geography, and I was like, that wasn't him fucking singing. And my teacher was like, that was him singing. He's a he's a singer, mm-hmm. and like made embarrassed me in front of the whole class with my with my boast. Yeah, yeah my wrongful boast. That was him singing Gallagher with the with the skill set. He's a beast. Yeah. He's a beast. Yeah, he's just a good guy from the Bronx. Has empathy for Ryan. You yeah, know, and he's gonna fight the good fight. He fights for the environment. He's a public defender. He public. He's yeah. a beast. He's a good guy. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, he serves. He loves to serve. Dude, dude. Yeah, and the whole time Jimmy's just like, "Oh fuck, dude, You're losing I, his I, mind, dude. My fucking dude, what's going on, dude?" The guy's like, "Hey, can I have my money back?" <laughs> Talk to me about it tomorrow, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy, I'm tired of tracking you down. I need yeah. my money back. Yeah. yeah, my college tuition, my retirement, you thief. That's <laughs> what so keeping up with the Joneses will do to you, dude. My beef of the week is uh, fruit smoothies. Whoa. Fruit smoothies, you little, I don't know, you little, you little make-believe, you know, magic pixie dream smoothies. Like, you make me think that you're healthy for me. You make me think that you won't do damage to my physique. I drink you every day, acai, blueberries, banana, whey protein, immunity shot. And what do you do to me? You make my stomach bulge. You give me fat, dude. I was drinking them every day, and I thought I was burning them off because I was working out hard. You can't burn off those sugar factories, dude. Mm-mm. They're not good for you. Mm-mm. Jamba Juice, Juice Stop. You're just full of it, man. Don't market yourself as a health shop. You're selling sugar, bro. You're fooling me. I was shirtless the other day in a mirror, and yeah, I was around some jack dudes, so I had a little dysmorphia going on, but it was real. That stomach was bulging, and you're the culprit. I know you are. Fruit smoothies, dude. You know, guys, don't fool yourself. You're you're getting fruit smoothies. You think you're being healthy. You're not being healthy, dude. You're just pounding sugar. What about juice? Juice too. Fuck juice. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be like kale. Yeah. I've noticed there's no blue drink or green drink. 
Oh really? You I think I, I don't even think those ones are as bad. Those 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 Air One iterations we bring. I mean, Chad's right. Like the the Apple. Chad told me like he was like, hey, that green drink's got a lot of sugar in it. I don't think the blue one does, but the mm-hmm. green one does. And so I'm I'm more careful with how you know you still want to get those good vitamins that they give you in there, but the smoothie, dude, acai, acai, you're not healthy. Yeah, you're not healthy. Acai. Everyone says it's a superfood though. It's got a lot of antioxidants. It's got all that stuff. But if you go into Juice Stop, they don't put how much sugar's in it. They give you all the other numbers. They don't say how much sugar's in it because they know once you know that that the whole thing, the whole jig is up. Yeah, you it's gotta, over. You gotta think of a fruit as like a dessert, as a treat. Yeah, because that's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, I'm hysterical. It's not gonna. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's not gonna help. You know, abs are made in the kitchen. It's so true, dude. Mm. It's so true. It's the realest shit ever. Mm. But you gotta do crunches too. Word. You gotta do some crunches. Chad, who's your baby of the week? My baby of the week is Peter Gallagher. Oh, nice, yeah. dude. Yeah, dude, yeah. He, oh, yeah. I mean, he just crushes it in that show. Yes, he does. I've been watching the OC again. I'm on the first season, episode 10. You know, Ryan and, and um, Marissa just shared their first smooch on the Ferris wheel. And uh, Ryan, the bad boy, is scared of Ferris wheels. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but Peter Gallagher, I keep wanting to say Gabriel, Peter Gallagher just comes in in the clutch. You know, he just, he, he, he takes a job at a firm, and he, but he's going to fight his wife over, you know, environmental issues. He's doing the right thing. He brought Ryan in. You know, he's a good guy. He cares about his family. He defends his wife from her dad because he can be kind of a jerk off, you know. And he's, and then... It's all in the eyebrows, dude. I mean, his eyebrows are just like, they set me on fire. Mm-hmm. I love him. Yep. He's got those eyebrows. Mm-hmm. They're winners, dude. Peter Gallagher, if you're listening, let's go play like croquet or something. That's mm-hmm. a perfect sport. That'd yeah. be sick. I haven't played croquet in forever. That was more popular when I was young. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. It's not around anymore. Do you think Cornhole replaced it? Yes. Cornhole's the best. So Cornhole much might be better. So much fun. Yeah. But croquet, yeah. the mallet is very exciting. There's a lawn. There's a croquet lawn doing valet. There's one in like off Wilshire in like Beverly Hills, kind of by Beverly Hills High School. Mm-hmm. There's one. That, there's a, like a little croquet lawn. Oh, nice. Yeah. Who's your baby of the week, Strider? Baby of the week's got to be my GF, dude. And I mentioned this earlier, and it's because of um, many things. But today, just while my GF was playing piano, I was so dank to see her do that, dude, and just rip this song that's legit she's taught herself three songs dude she memorizes them which is legit because that's how her dang brain works and it's just so tight to see that so gotta be my gf for sharing her art with me and perfecting it and then showing it when she's ready and she does such a great job so it's just nice Mm -hmm. but there's also something like when i am listening to my gf play piano that just seems so like it just it's very old-fashioned feeling when you're sitting down and just like listening to someone play piano like you can feel before there was so much media and Twitter and gaming on COD where it was like if someone played piano or like a child that, you know, like parents, parents are correct in telling your kids and I'll even tell my kids learn to play piano because when you're an adult and you realize someone can play piano, it's amazing. You're like, that's right. fucking rad. And yeah. speaking a second language. It, dude, it really is. I look at the musical script that my girlfriend's reading. I'm like, holy shit, you can do this. That's amazing, dude. Like, hell yes. And uh, so it's just so cool. 
And, but it felt like old fashioned, like being in a quarantine and I was just sitting there. Of course, I wanted to be like five feet away and watch her play, but I just sat on the couch and listened. And I was like, oh, this is very nice. Mm-hmm. Did you give her a big smooch? Of course. I gave her a smooch. I clapped. I stood up. I clapped. I made sure my neighbors heard. And there is a neighbor that teaches a kid to play pianos on like, uh, luckily it's like noon on Saturday. I love my sleep. So it's okay. And the kid's making progress. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. Nice, dude. But yeah. Got to be my GF babe of the week, dude. Fired. I'm fired up on people learning to play instruments. Yeah, you got. It's nice to learn to play an instrument. As a kid, you hate it, dude. My parents wanted me to play trombone with braces, dude. You kidding me? You literally have to smack this thing. Like my gums would just bleed. I was horrendous at it. I remember I played Louie Louie once with like the band at this music store. It did feel cool. When the band gets playing and you're a part of it, it's a nice feeling. We should check your brother's band out. What was the name of that band? Wait. Uh, oh, Andrew. Ira Ira's All Stars. Yeah, Ira Rabone was their uh, music teacher. Mm-hmm. And he was a music teacher at St. Margaret's, a, high, a uh, middle school and elementary school they went to. And uh, Ira Rabone was the music teacher there. And he actually played with Earth, Wind, and Fire for a little bit. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So they were Ira's All Stars. Aaron, who's your baby of the week? My baby of the week is the actor Matthew Reese. Oh, nice. From The Americans and of the new Perry Mason show. I'm watching. I'm loving it. It's great, right? What's mm-hmm. it called? Uh, Perry Mason. Oh, it's called Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I said the Perry Mason show, but yes, it is called. It's just Perry Mason. You know, dude, I, I've often been curious about that guy. I'm like, what's the hook with him? I don't know. There's just something so expressive about his face. Oh. He's a great actor, but he could easily be a, a character actor that's, you know, not elite. But yeah. yeah, that's what he feels like to me. But I, I liked yeah. him in The Americans a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. And him and Carrie Russell are married in real life. They met on that show. Like they had kids. Like they're married. Yeah, yeah, man. That's a sweet awesome. story. So yeah, and he, yeah. And he's just he can he can kind of fit in any time period. He he looked awesome in the show in the scenes where he's in World War One. And yeah, that was amazing. The production yeah. value on that. HBO does it right. Yeah, they really do. I mean, they got so many Emmy nominations today for all their different shows. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot of great characters in that. I like the mega church angle they're going for, or like the evangelist angle is pretty the interesting. Bible, yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. It's a little bit slow. What's your favorite HBO show last couple of years? Ooh. Watchmen, maybe. Dude, Watchmen was dope. I haven't yeah. seen Watchmen. Reggie kind of like gave it the knockdown. Reggie was like, Damien Lindelof does the same thing every time. I was like, dude, I thought Watchmen was fire. I thought the yeah, thing was Watchmen's like the first time Lindelof finished something. Yeah, the ending was <laughs> satisfying. It tied all the threads together, I felt yeah. like. Ooh, maybe I'll watch it. I'm looking for a show. Dude, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, it's the movie's episodes. pretty bad. The movie's, I'm like, so yeah. steered me clear. I like the movie. It's a little vast. I've read the book. Uh, you know, I, I liked it. Yeah, that is true. It's like it's like what the f- it, it, it's, there's a lot happening. It's a lot of nothing. sprawl, but not a lot of but not a lot of substance. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's my vibe. That's on a it. great call on that. Yeah, I slept during the first time I saw it's it. It's a cool boning scene, though. Oh, the boning yeah. scene's good. Yeah, with the yeah. Leonard Cohen song. Mm-hmm. Someone else is saying that. I think it's the Buckley version or something. Oh, the uh, Jeff Buckley one. Uh, I think it's Hallelujah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Trent Reznor does some fire music in that. Yeah, Trent Reznor's a beast. He's so good, dude. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah, Trent Reznor might have the two best songs of all time with Nine Inch Nails. Hurt yep. is so good. Mm-hmm. And I like his version more than the Cash version, even though I first got introduced to it through Cash. And then, uh, what's Animal? Oh, um, oh shit, sorry. It's not I Wanna Fuck You Like, <laughs> like an animal. animal. Oh, Closer. Closer yeah. to Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Dude, but Succession is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't get it. Half to, HBO show. What? Have to disagree on Succession. <laughs> you guys Aaron, don't like I'm with Succession? You, bro. Bro. Yeah. 
good. I tried watching the pilot twice. I couldn't do it. No, the pilot's yeah, you not get good. Past yeah, it. You gotta, you gotta go I've seen it. bad pilots. I know that. Season one, episode four is when it starts clicking. Or season yeah. episode five or something. Yeah. No. Yeah, dude, stay, stay in the pocket. When when they do the bachelor party episode. That's the app. That's the app. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, uh, yeah, there's no. I, my wife and I have watched the whole show and. Uh, it's just not satisfying. There's no one to root for. It's I don't know. I, I didn't love it. You don't I mean, root for them, but opening, you feel for them. And the opening, I've said that this was my beef before. The opening, actually the, the show itself has been my beef before, but the opening sucks. It's so long and boring. Damn, dude. <laughs> but you know what? I like that you and Shredder are united on this. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Game Teamwork. of Thrones is the best HBO show in recent years. Yeah. That's not in the last. That's not in the last couple, though. It didn't start in the last couple. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. it got shitty oh. in the last couple. It's I like the Outsider. Uh, in the last couple. Yeah. yeah, then the Outsider, but I haven't seen that one yet. But I heard that one's good. It's good. Outsider it's good. was good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to finish. That, that actress is amazing, dude. Who's the yeah. um, the no, girl that helps no out? Emmy nomination. She got no it's Emmy. Terrible, dude. She's unreal. She's Bateman so good got in it. it. Bateman got it. What? He, as a guest Bateman? star. But he's in it for one episode. He's only in it for one episode. Yeah. Spo- sorry, spoiler. Spo- does he get whacked? Like, like uh, I won't say anything. Won't but say. It's interesting, but Euphoria? what's the name of the guy? Ben Mickelson. Mendelson. Mendelson. Speaking of Ben Mendelson, I recently started watching Killing Him Softly. Yeah, it's terrible. Worst movie ever. It is, bro. Literally terrible. It's so heavy-handed. Yes. Yeah. It's- and <laughs> rest in peace to one of the greatest actors ever, uh, James Gandolfini. And it's sad to comment on this because it was probably part of what led to his unfortunate death but the sound on his breathing is so loud in his scenes that you can't watch you can't hear the dialogue yeah, oh yeah. dude that's a literally the fact that you just said that i watch tv all the time at night when my girlfriend's sleeping dude she woke up because i had to fucking turn it up and put the subtitles on yeah i can't i can't understand what's going on in that movie yeah I'm not going to finish it, dude. No, it's bad. It's really bad. It's so heavy-handed. It's like, like the political radio playing yeah, in the background. Like, I'm like, like, yeah, there's like bailout stuff playing on the radio at all times. You're like, would a gangster really be listening to this? He's listening to NPR. Yeah. Yeah. No. Come on. No. Yeah, I agree with you, dude. My my babe of the week is a uh, is a uh, fruit smoothies. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> Quote, what's that song? <laughs> oh, baby, make it hurt so good. Yeah, dude. Sometimes Thanks. love don't feel like it should. You make it hurt so good. That's fruit smoothies, dude. I can't kick them. I'm, every day Are I'm you like, still on them? Well, yeah, basically, yeah. Like, well, today I did like a chia seed pudding. I'm basically still on them. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like every day I'm like, I'm not going to have a fruit smoothie. And every day I'm like, I got to get a fruit smoothie, dude. It's addictive, bro. They're so good. They're the best. Those, I get this acai fruit smoothie. Where do you get they, it from? They, from Juice Stop in San Clemente. And they grind up like yeah. granola in it. It's like a full acai bowl. I don't like acai bowls that much. But they grind it up into a smoothie and it's like perfect. But I just know it's killing me. I know it's killing my midsection. Yeah. And I'm trying to be healthy. And it's it's been a real thorn in my side in my diet because it's like... You fucking fruit smoothies, you seductive motherfuckers. You guys are just so tasty, I can't stop. But yeah. you're supporting small business when you're doing that. Although there are yeah. multiple juice stops, but I think they're locally owned. But I think they're independently owned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The people there, it's the same people there every time. Yeah, yeah they're sweethearts to you. So yeah, and they, they run it smooth with the uh, the social distancing. One at a time, the whole thing. Yeah. Love that. They don't take the card from your hand, you put the card down. Love just that. little precautions like that. Let's keep it moving. Chad, what is your legend? Who's your legend of the week? Uh, my legend of the week is... Um, 
My legend of the week is my soft top. Nice, dude. Uh, my soft top longboard. Mm. Uh, there's been waves for like three weeks now. Damn, dude. Man, the last, the last like kind of swell was like when we were in San Clemente for that week. It was like two or three feet. Did you go out? Where'd you go out in San Clemente? T Street. Hell yeah. T Street, dude. T Street. And then I saw Kalani Rob out there. That was cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I just take out the soft top. And uh, shout out, dude. I mean, you're a legend. Been taking it out, just cruising, you know. You don't. You barely need anything to, to get that log going. Love it. And you just cruise. You get out in the water. You paddle. You know, if you're feeling cranky, you just get out there, get in the sun, and just paddle. And you feel good. So thank you, Soft Top. Hell yeah. Strider. My legend of the week has to be my new balcony. Nice, dude. So sick. That's I'm awesome. stepping out there. And, you know, truth be told, it's a balcony that overlooks a courtyard. It'd be nice if it had some sort of sick view or just, like, more open. So, you know, the direct view is, like, the neighbors, but the neighbors are never really out there. There's a nice little couple that is kind of, like, to the right of me that will have dinner on their balcony, which is lovely to see. Um but dude it's just fire to step out there with my morning coffee shirt off on my balcony just sipping it taking in some morning air it's very dank something That's I awesome. could never do in my old place so fired up on that you just heard it bro yeah thank you my dog that's so good thank you sick. I love that sick to have a balcony I love it too dude yeah, yeah. bang I'll do the sound you guys want to hit it again yeah, <laughs> Your hands slapping. <laughs> Aaron, who's your legend? My legend of the week is John Fogarty. Ooh. He, uh, Creedence Clearwater. Creedence, yeah, CCR's lead singer. Uh, he, he recorded at home you know, during, during quarantine. He's got like a band with all his kids. Uh, but he just did a solo acoustic of uh, Center Field for opening day. And it just reminds me, like, he is a badass. He's, he's everything you want because if you go see him, he wrote the songs. He sings the songs, and he plays lead guitar. And that's like if you go see CCR or CCR Revisited or whatever, you're getting guys who didn't do any of those things. So he's like the ultimate front man, uh, of course, in an older band. But, uh, you know, I respect that, and that's what I want in, in a guy. If you're going to go see a guy who's, who's older and maybe not putting out records, at least all the stuff he's playing, he fucking wrote. He fucking sang, and he plays all the solos on. He's got one of the best guitarists from Forrest Gump when it's the Vietnam scene. Um, Fortunate Son. Fortunate Son. Yeah. Oh, my Amazing God. Song. My brother used to play that when he wanted me to come hang out upstairs. He'd play Fortunate Son, and I knew it was time to hang out. That's nice. awesome. That was amazing. That's cool. Second, about John Fogarty, he went solo as John Fogarty, and his old manager sued him for sounding too much like Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah. And... It went to court, and the judge threw it out. He's like, this is stupid. He's, he's, yeah. he's the guy. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? It was well, for amazing. a long time, the guy, the guy, I think his name is Saul Zantz or something like that. He became a movie producer. Uh, he may have helped produce The Godfather or something like that. But, yeah, he owned the rights to CCR, and so you couldn't, he couldn't, the band couldn't play their own songs for a while. Mm-hmm. Damn. Nice. That would suck. It's whack. Isn't like Taylor Swift going through something like that? Like she had to pick the right songs Scooter to play. Braun. Yeah, you know, he was a fan of You have to like re-record yeah. your yeah. stuff. He was the Rasputin. He was in that Rasputin book, Scooter Braun. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to Rasputin me. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. a bad call. Yeah. But at what price, Chad? At what price? A yacht. 
Beer money. <laughs> beer money. Oh, wait, hang on. This, this guy produced, the guy who stole CCR's music produced Cuckoo's Nest, Amadeus, and The English Patient. Oh, best wow. Best. Some good freaking movies, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got in bed with Milos Forman. There's yeah. few directors better to be hanging with. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Mengelis, yeah. Anthony Mengele, yeah. Dude, my legend of the week is um, someone we all know and love. And he's just a total beast. Uh, Dan Lucchese. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Dude, good call. Why, why, yeah, why haven't we done call. that before? I know, I know, right? It's a, it's so well-deserved. So Dan is someone who uh, came into our orbit in the last couple of years, and uh, we were working on a big project with him, and that, that got sidetracked because of the corona stuff. And then, uh, But he has been so instrumental in helping Chad and I and Strider with all of our mm-hmm. stuff that we put out. He's, um coordinates a lot of what we do, is an author of a lot of what we do, edits our mass videos and really was the you know like I don't think people know like an editor really is what a lot of people think the director is because even though the director is there on set the editor is the one who puts it together into a cohesive like story and makes it something that's intelligible to the people who watch and Dan did that beautifully and uh, he's just a great guy he's super cool he's fun to hang out with he's super smart and uh, yeah we're just lucky to know him lucky to work with him and and yeah I know I hope you're on here one day and the Stokers will get to know him intimately he's got a Beautiful English accent. He's a beautiful guy. Yeah. 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 Super good looking dude. Cool as fuck. Yeah. Skates. Takes beautiful photography. When when uh Chad and I first met him and we were talking about like where Chad Goes Deep could go, he referenced like Wong Kar Wai and some like uh like Chungching Express and like some uh, pretty obscure foreign films. So that got me on board instantly. Yeah. I was like, dude, this guy's got vision <laughs> yeah. and he's erudite when it comes to his film knowledge. What up? Yeah. And yeah, he's shown me so much cool stuff. He showed me this George Price video who's like an English professor who wanted to discover if altruism was real or if people only did stuff for like their own benefit. And so he ended up, George Price ended up killing himself just to prove people would do things that weren't in their best interest. And it really spoke to me. And I was like, that's amazing. Thank you for showing me this. And he's just one of those guys who always has good stuff to share and mm-hmm. always has good input to give. And, yeah, he's just a beast. Yeah. yeah. He's such a legend. I, yeah, i got to give a shout-out to Dan. I mean, he he's so smart, such a fun guy to hang out with, so sweet. He's just the whole package. He's I awesome. Mean, there's literally, I mean, uh, yeah, he's just one of those guys where he kind of just, like, after hanging out with him for a while, he's looking at me like, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. yeah, yeah it's totally. He's yeah. a great yeah. dude. Yeah, he loves Mario Kart, and I kicked his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I wanted out there. When we were yeah, when we were all it. working in an office together, we had two video games. We had a Mario Kart, and we had Mario Tennis. And he was the best in Mario Kart. And he did that thing. Farrar does the same thing when he beats me in a CrossFit workout. He'll beat you, and then he'll go, "Oh, that was pretty close that time. Good yeah. job, everybody." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can tell he's so happy he won. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, "Oh, dude, I could kill you, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and then we switched to Mario Tennis, and you could see Dan got a little sad. He was like, "So I guess we're done with Mario Kart." Then, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. There's like a, a few weeks ago, his 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 phone shut off, and it was off for a while. We were, we we like do like daily zooms, pretty much. And I, I was like, I was like JT, I don't know where. I think something happened to Dan. Yeah. And, uh, I thought he was dead. I was like, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was so sweet, though. Yeah. I was, like, pumped you called. You were like, hey, I'm worried about Dan. I was like, that's good. I was like, yeah, we shouldn't be worried about Dan. Where is he? Yeah. yeah. We need him to be okay. And yeah. I, I was like, yeah, check my phone. He's like, he texts me. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, he's a great dude. And he's got yeah. vision, too, which is nice. And he yeah. sees it and gets it, which is nice. Uh, yeah. uh, he's, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a great awesome. guy, man. Yeah. Um, all right, Chad, what's your quote of the week? Uh, my quote of the week is, um, oh, uh, sorry. Did someone else want to go for me? Uh, yeah, yeah. sure. Strider, you want to hit it? Yeah, I got one. I've been saying this a lot, and Aaron's going to know, 
Aaron might be able to guess my quote of the week. Aaron, what movie am I always saying? And now it's a very quick quote. It's like six words. I always say it. It's it's a reference to a film. This guy won Best Actor. And whenever we're we're recording, I always say this thing like many times unknowingly. And I don't know how much I say this, but it fires me up every time I say it. So it might honestly be my fire-up phrase as well. Aaron, one guess. That's not. I didn't give you a great hint. I can give you one more hint. Yeah, give me one more. Um, it involves. I told you it was an outdoors film. Um, okay, this is a good hint. It has something to do with a bear. The Edge. <laughs> yeah. You, you guess what movie it is? Is it The Edge? I'm yeah. gonna kill the motherfucker. Yeah. I always say that. I'm gonna kill the motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about that movie Dude, the other day. It's a great yeah. movie. It is a good movie. Yeah. I guess there's a book about it. Art Linson, the guy who produced it, wrote a book about it because Alec Baldwin was such a nightmare on it. Oh, he was yeah. a nightmare? Yeah. And like David Mamet, the guy who wrote the script under his pseudonym, was like real difficult. He wanted to be like, he wanted the name of the movie to be like Man Who Kills Bear, like something like very like on the nose and artsy. Yeah. yeah. But dude, I love that movie. And I was thinking about like when he gets them all fired up and he, he makes Alec Baldwin say, he's like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to kill the bear. Yeah, and yeah. it's all jacked. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's dude, so just Hopkins good. look back. Dude, Hopkins is so good in that movie. Do you like the subplot of the wife stuff? I don't love it, dude. To be, I mean, it's like a huge um, element of the movie and like a character drive yeah. for him. I wish there was a way that that wasn't in there. Baldwin doing the flip at the end is a little weird. Yeah. It, it almost doesn't fit the movie that precedes it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, okay. But, it, but it's cool because he has the tell when he sees like the... I don't want to give too much away. If the, to watch the writing's it, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but they, I'm gonna kill the motherfucker. So good. Yeah, so good. And a grizz and the villain being the bear. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. Chad, do you have your quote? Yeah, it's from uh, Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise. Oh, That's fire, 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 We're, we're fire, quoting fire. some fire movies. Right now. One of the uh, steamiest scenes I've ever seen. That just like, I mean, dude. It fired me up so much when he's with Nicole Kidman in there and, you know, and in bed and getting intimate. And it's their first time. And she goes, tell me what you love so much about racing. Speed. <laughs> to be able to control it. To know that I can control something that's out of control. And then they smooch. That's hot. Uh, Dude, and her being curious about it. I like that. Yeah. Thank you for asking, Nicole. Yeah. yeah. And the soundtrack, too. I mean, shout out to Tony Scott with, you know, yeah. Top Gun. Then the Dude Days can make a Thunder. movie. And then just him on a motorcycle with her in the bag. And it's like, but I, I forget the song, but it's like, it's so good, dude. Yeah. It's like, and I was like, oh, oh, dude. It's Berlin and Top Gun, but I don't know what it is in Days of Thunder. I don't either. No. Fuck, I wish I knew that. That's awesome. Uh, Aaron, what's your quote of the week? Uh, my quote of the week is from uh, your guys' fire face mask video in San Clemente. Oh, thank yeah. you. The, uh, <laughs> the guy telling you about 5G. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you go, well, where'd you learn all that? And he goes, I watched a bunch of videos while I was on acid. <laughs> 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 Just perfectly encapsulates conspiracy theorists for the yeah. most part. yeah. Um, all right, my quote of the week is from uh, a song by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis that I listened to, listened to on the way to the podcast, and it got me so fired up. And it's just the chorus. Can we go back? This is the moment. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. So we put our hands up like the ceiling can't hold us, like the ceiling can't hold us. Nice. Bad. Hell yes, dude. Is he making new music? 
I think he is, dude. And you know what? I like him because he is an idiot. He's probably not not like a super dumb idiot. He's obviously smart. You know yeah. what I mean? But his his he doesn't articulate his ideas in a very sophisticated way. But they're sincere, and that's always going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm all aboard the Macklemore train. Hell yeah. yeah! Keep it corny, bro, and keep it firing. Um, Chad, what's your phrase of the week for getting after it? Keep it corny. Yeah. Let's keep it corny. Love it. Um, Strider, I'm gonna kill the motherfucker. <laughs> Aaron, what's yours? <laughs> Man, let's kill that bear. Dude, yep. Nice. Yep. Dude, mine is from uh, the film uh, uh, Creed. It's one of my favorite movies of the last decade. I honestly, it's in my top five. I just think it's it's a perfectly made movie. The way that they created something new, but still wove it perfectly into the existing mythology of Rocky. I thought it was so brilliant by uh, Ryan Coogler and Aaron Covington. Aaron Covington, who I used to do open mics with, and then just became a tremendous screenwriter, I guess. Yeah, it was so cool to see him do that. Mm. Uh, but going into the last round against uh, uh, Pretty Ricky Conlon, it looks like uh, Adonis Creed should be out. He's too banged up. And Rocky goes, look, I'm going to call the fight just like I should have for your father. And then he goes, no, i got to prove it. And then Rocky goes, prove what? And then Adonis goes, that I'm not a mistake. And, dude, it's so powerful, dude. And so that's my phrase of the week for going after. i got to prove it, that I'm not a mistake. Yeah. Love that. Hope you guys party hard after hearing that. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Purpose, drive. No question. That's it, guys. Long one. Yeah. Sweet, dude. Write a review. We need those reviews. Yeah, I always love it when there's new reviews. It really does fire me up, guys. Yeah. I don't want to beg for him. Please. Please. <laughs> please give me one. Yeah, please write a review. I'm going to write a review on this pod as me and go, you guys crushed the motherfucker. <laughs> you killed the motherfucker. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, dudes. See you later. Let's try it. Thanks for coming. If you need advice.